coming up on Thunder Pop. It is the 61 episode, also known as the 61st episode of the, that's terrible, of the Thunder Pop podcast. And I am joined in the Thunder Pop Dome by none other than Paul Nye. Hey. And the one and only. What are you going to call me now? The infamous. No, I'm not infamous. Just Kirk. Doc Holiday. Doc Holiday. Yes. Yeah. No, Kirk. Doc Holiday. Kirk O'Matic. Oh, God. Back in the Thunderpop Dome. Yeah. Probably for almost your fifth time. You might be a five timer now. I'm a five timer, so uh, do I get special, uh, you know, Thunderpop coasters? You get a Thunderpop coaster. <laughs> Get a high five. And a taco. <laughs> a taco. And a, and a yes, a high five. <laughs> I got a rancher. I'll give you one high five. I won't give you the double high fives. That's that's if you make 10. That's 10, yeah. You get the double high fives for that. Is that right? Do they still do that? That's kind of an old thing. They still do high fives. High fives are huge still. I mean, they're still pretty common. I no, think it's... it's uh, it's, fist, fist, know, it's fist pumping. Fist no, bumps. No, the fist bumps instead of the handshake. I don't know. Because, you know, germs. Germs, yeah. Well, yeah it's, no, it's, it's, true. Germ, it's true. Everybody's got the flu. <laughs> well, here's the thing. High fives are used a little differently than they used to be. They're, they have to be like super high excitement for a high five, right? Celebra- yeah. Celebratory. Yeah. yeah. Fist bump is a greeting. Okay. Like, but um, no, it's also, uh, according to Sean White, it's also a win. Because a win. he was doing it all to everybody. Oh, man. That except, would be- except for hugs. That was a beautiful. Uh, yeah, he doesn't want to get sick. Well, he's at the Winter Olympics, about to compete. He's, 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 gonna, he's gonna wear his glove while he's doing the fist bump. Yeah, yeah. The high five and the fist bumps really yeah. handy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I teach I teach kids yeah. at times. Yeah, that's handy because it's like not too close. Yeah, you know, like not really touching. Yeah, like fist bump. I would take the can, high five and the fist. You bump. You can do those without touching and then still be effective. You have the air, the air high five, the air yeah. fist bump, and the air fist bump. Yeah, yeah. But they have well, there's a pinky handshake. Oh, that's like a real, that's real personal. That's like oh, really? friends yeah. making a pact. Well, it's that. like it, oh, really? it, it even a handshake. Yeah. If it's like, you know, you're teaching a high school kid, mm-hmm. you're like that's holding mm-hmm. on. Yeah. You know, like you're just like you don't want, you don't want to no, cross no, no. any lines. Wanna... Like really? fist bump, touch yeah. and go. That's wow. it. Mm-hmm. That's what our society has turned into. Back in the day, we'd hug each other, we'd shake hands. Oh, we'd, yeah. Made and, out, yeah. lip, yeah. lip ki- uh, tongue kiss. Oh, yeah. Your students. No, those days are over. Yeah, your students. <laughs> Actually, that apparently is still happening. <laughs> if you live in Austin. Unfortunately. And you, and you read the it news. It still happens. Yeah. I heard the news today. Oh, boy. <laughs> it does happen. In your neighborhood, as a matter of fact, Kirk Hunter. Yeah. Where you live? Oh yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I read the news. I know oh, what's, uh, and what's going on. Oh, and believe yeah. me, I am extremely jealous. Uh, oh yeah, you, <laughs> of some of the ones I've seen. I it's am like, not. <laughs> why could that not have been me? Uh, what happened? I'm not telling. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not I'm in high school. I'm not. I won't tell nobody. Uh-huh. Right. Right. That's no. But it's very wrong. It's very oh, wrong. Oh, you mean now, something's going on up at Westlake? I'm not yeah. gonna. No, I'm not gonna make any. I'm not Is gonna. Is it like Travis? Somewhere in that west uh, area, there was yeah. there was one. I know that one happened. Yeah, well, I know sure. Vista Ridge. Had, they had they had one. We're talking about yeah. teachers met, Get, getting after students, dating yeah. their student, or yeah, yeah, getting after it with their students, or yeah. dating their students. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, sure. That's a that's an age old problem. Yeah, it's a bad it's, idea, folks. Oh yeah. Yeah, and speaking of something else, that's an age old problem. <laughs> 
Here we go. In the 61st episode, there's that segue. There's that segue. <laughs> that we all look forward to. In the 61st episode, I've got these two gentlemen here to talk about the saturation of Star Wars in 2018. Is it, a, is it a thing? And if it is a thing, how bad is it? And how bad will it get? Will it get worse before it gets better? Or will it just not get better? We're going to answer all those questions on this episode of Thunder Pop. And uh, we'll open up with a Thunder Take. And also, these two guys are on television this right. month. Isn't that weird? In, in, their, in, in separate projects. Uh-huh. And it's not, it, it had nothing to do with anything illegal that they did. It was, it was, <laughs> nope, it was no. all legitimate yeah. work that they were involved in. Real SAG rules. Yeah, in very different... Yeah. In Reality very diff- television. Uh-huh. In very different forums, but they, right. were, they were on separate projects. So we're going to talk about that at the open of the show. We're going to talk about also a thing with Quentin Tarantino. Really? That is a thing. Yeah. And uh, whatever else, little wrinkles and surprises we throw in randomly, like fist bumps and fist, high fives. Fist bumps. And this like theme song. Yeah, um, mm, mm, mm. My, uh, the, our baby does this pop sound, so now oh, yeah. I've got to. So you're going to put so that thunder pop in there. I do the I've pop. gotten into a habit of doing that. that baby pop. pop? Yeah, because I do it back to him. And now I just walk, find myself randomly walking around at the grocery store, and I'll turn around and look at somebody, and uh-huh. I'll just find myself going, What about the baby? What about Micah? And they're looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm like, I'm, are you doing that I'm to doing, Micah? I'm doing that to the cashier. Do you I'm put doing the, that to the mailman? Do you put Micah in the little con- uh, container co- uh, holder and, and lay her down there? Lay, lay him down there in the he, little container in the he's got in the little, shopping cart. He's do you got, put him no, in the shopping cart. We haven't done that yet. But you, haven't, to, you haven't taken him shopping. No, I've taken him shopping, but you I put, put the I car just, seat in. I pushed him in, a, in his yeah. uh, his own little oh, stroller. You don't you don't put him in the actual. Uh, Shopping cart and take him around. I don't know if he's big enough for those yet. Yeah, put him in one of those. You're going to do that. We will, but now how can you fist bump that? Because everybody's so worried about germs. It's filled with germs. Yeah, everybody's so worried about germs now. So they have they have uh, liners you can bring with Uh you and put that in Uh to that seat. So if they want to ride, because they make them sometimes little race cars, Uh and kids do sometimes like. Oh yeah, the race cars. They also have the the sanitizer wipes. Yeah, outside. You you got they always the stores always got wipe that down. It it does make a big. I'm always wiping that thing down. Hey, but by the time he's old enough to do that, nobody's going to be going grocery shopping anymore. Oh yeah, they're going to wipe. It's all going to be brought to you. Amazon Prime taking everything. I'm so jealous of you guys buying stuff on Amazon Prime. You can just get stuff over in a couple of hours and say, yeah, there's. It, there it is. They're just going to bring it to your house in yeah. a box. Yeah, you can be drop a homie for the rest of your life. A drone's going to drop it off. Uh-huh, a drone. <laughs> Speaking of drones, a drone dropped you off. Yeah. <laughs> in another in another universe. That's right. And then brought and then brought you back <laughs> with a thunder popped myself back into the reality with a brain tumor. Uh-huh. With, you had your brain huge pulsating tumor. Yeah. <laughs> and you've not been the same ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're making a horror film about that. 
actually. That script has already been written just while we were sitting here. Zika zombie. Zika. So getting into uh, the opening of the show, like I had mentioned. Yeah, let's do that. We got something on Quentin Tarantino. Oh, no. This is what we call a thunder take. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum. So last week, this is recently, Quentin Tarantino found himself trending for all the wrong reasons. Oh, God. The filmmaker hit the press to share his side of the story about the Kill Bill car accident involving Uma Thurman, which nearly Uh. left the actress severely injured. Really? Tarantino called what went down one of the biggest regrets of my career is one of the biggest regrets of my life. The director, Grant, again, had to go on the defensive after an interview in 2003 on the Howard Stern show resurfaced and saw Tarantino asserting that Samantha Geimer, hope I'm getting that name right, who was raped by Roman Polanski when she was 13 years old, wanted to have it. She was down with this. The director issued an apology, but it seems there could be a major fallout because, as you know, Tarantino was in the works on the 1969 film that was going to be about Hollywood in 1969. Oh, yeah. That's going to focus on the Manson. It's going to heavily focus on Manson, but not exclusively focus on Manson. That's just happening as one of the things that's going on in 1969 Hollywood during this film. Right. This is going to be a new vehicle for Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. to team up with, uh, re-team Re- with, 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 with Tarant- Quentin Tarantino. Okay. He was trying to get Tom Cruise for this film. Yeah. A couple of other big names were being mentioned. Sure. Now this film, which was at Sony... Yeah. There's rumors that it's on thin ice because of all of this. I see. Now, first of all, this is a, this is a very complex thing, okay? So you got the part of this that is, okay, there's a pile-on that was going on here. First, sure. the story came out with the Uma Thurman mm-hmm. that he kind of pushed her, apparently, sure. in, the, in making her do the stunt work that she was not comfortable doing and right. driving the car that ended up crashing really? in the scene. Yeah. I think it was on Kill Bill 2. Okay, I didn't on the see sec- it. On the second one. I saw the one. Yeah, I never heard of that. That's you know, crazy. That story, yeah. Yeah. So there was that that happened. And there's been a lot. Recently, there's been some deaths on sets. Sure. And serious injuries. Oh, it's very dangerous making Deadpool a movie. Deadpool 2 had a stunt woman that, uh-huh. that was killed. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I did hear that. And then Walking Dead had a stunt person that was killed. Yeah. That all happened within the same year. Tom Cruise has a serious injury that right. he kind of brought upon himself He because he insisted on doing the stunt work sure, himself. Sure. But then this came out. Then there's the pylon because the Howard Stern. It seems like there's always a Howard Stern interview that resurfaces uh-huh. after somebody's already in the hot seat uh-huh. or, or in, in hot water over something else. Uh-huh. Then they're like, oh, well, what if, there's also this Howard Stern interview they right. did one time. I mean, I don't think anybody that goes on Howard Stern that tries to be transparent. And, no, they and, don't. And they're, Lucy, they're more protective. And Lucy Goosey on that show, yeah, it's going to be like you're at a frat house basically mm-hmm. talking to the frat guys sure. in frat. Especially 10 plus years ago. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know. When it was real raunchy. Because right. the show's not as raunchy as it used to be. It's actually oh, yeah. it's actually a better show now than it's less raunchy. For sure. Because well, it's, it's politically correct. I mean, yeah. like, well, it's not even that. It's like, it shows how, like, talented Howard is as an interviewer, not just, yeah. like, yeah. TNA. Yeah, he can get it he, out of you. He doesn't have to go for the... Below but, the belt, belt stuff. He doesn't or, need the shock. I think it's interesting that, that Sony that is kind of bouncing this thing around since Manson is dead, and so now they can he just uh, they died. can pl- they can ploy these, this new uh, uh, you know script around, mm-hmm. and uh, it's probably been in the works for a while. 
that's kind of strange that that Charlie mentioned being dead. They can do this story about the '60s, and, and you know that's a big draw because yeah. you work. There, there were a lot of filmmakers that worked out there at the Spawn Ranch. Even Gary Kent, the guy that I did that doc uh-huh. on, that was around during that time. Yeah, he well, he knew, he met he met Charlie Manson out there. That's yeah. in our documentary out. Well, lot of, and a lot of, what a lot of people forget is Charlie Manson didn't actually r- directly do any of the murders. He was just a... He was, uh, he was a cult leader. He was a cult leader yeah. mm-hmm. that motivated the people that, mm-hmm. that did the sure. murders. That, that You're seeing a lot of this come up because now we have all this social media and stuff because uh, even with the Waco series, they have a series of TV. They're working on uh, something about the Waco compound. Yeah, it's playing right now, and yeah. they got a whole, you know... Well, and it's interesting because he had this happen. They can read, draw history. You had this happen, so yeah, they're doing the movie now. Uh-huh. But this movie's in jeopardy. He was actually one of the things that she, a lot of people miss was, in the interview is she says he actually stood up for her because she was sexually harassed uh-huh. by Harvey Weinstein. Right. And she said that, that Quentin Tarantino actually you know, confronted him, uh-huh. much like Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez apparently yeah. did. Um, with the for the other uh, lady, yeah. So that oh, Rose McGowan, Rose, Rose McGowan, McGowan, yeah. yeah so yeah. apparently that Rose McGowan oh. and then and then Quentin Tarantino both confronted Harvey Weinstein. So mm-hmm. in the same interview, she said that, but people ran with the the the, the scandal with the stunt sure. and her getting injured on the set. It's definitely not cool that that happened. Mm-hmm. That was that was some negligence there. She did turn around and say later that that he was got he tracked down the video for mm-hmm. her, the right. footage, and he provided it to her. Where the studio was trying to kind of circle around and, and uh, try to keep it hide, it, hide it, he was willing to give it up to her. The yeah. footage, I don't know. It's but, much like if you watch the movie L.A. Confidential. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same problem. Mm-hmm. Hollywood's always had a problem with its secrets and trying to keep the stars in line. And you know, there there are all kinds of derivations of what they're you know. Well, is this a scary a scary thing though? Is the double edged sword? It's it's like people that that are involved in. In, in dark evil stuff, mm. they're getting outed. Yeah, but, because of the power structure has changed. But is this also a double-edged sword? Where is this going to become very like Big Brother, where mm. every little thing you do is going to be uh-huh. you're going to be walking. Well, that's on, a witch hunt. You're going to be walking on pins and needles. Some people have been saying it's a witch hunt. Well, I think it's just one of those things. Like, you know, people are it, human. It's, people are human it, too. It's, it's overdue. You know, like to have a little more because it's. It, it, you know, there's just a big equality problem, and that's that's where it stems from. And mm-hmm. these people have been in power a long time, mm-hmm. and they haven't been called out because they have all the money and all the access. And right. but do and, you and, think it's a a, a, a confluence of the, the having your own media in your hand now? You have more powerful, yeah. You can, uh, iPhone, yeah, you can, and I have social media. Well, you can tw- I have tweet these, stuff and yeah. whatever, and then people, you know. In a witch hunt, I don't know. Like, I think it's going to get worse before it, it gets better. It was more controlled back in the day, and now it's oh, I can I can broadcast my own shows and I can talk about this openly like because we're doing right I now. got screwed. And I got I, screwed. Okay, well, I, I've got something on Quentin. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna join in on the pylon because I've got something on Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But okay. speaking of that, speaking of we got our own shows and we can talk about what we want. Yeah. If they're, I think if there's anything that they're going to take his film away, and I hope they don't do it because I really actually would oh, like to see it. I want to see this film. I want to see it. Do you want to see it, Paul? Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'd be down to see it. Yeah. Always. It might yeah. Be yeah. Ta- yeah. And he was supposed to do His talent is b- much bigger than the thing. Well, and here's the thing. Even if you are on the outs with Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. as, a, as, as a studio. Well, I didn't he, like his movie. He always said, 
he was going to do 10 films and then he was going to quit. Yeah. Okay. So this is to be the ninth film of his 10. If he if he keeps his promise, which I don't think he will, I think he'll keep going at some point and do more. But he said probably no do 10. He has always kept his films kind of spread apart and done a big gap between movies because it's taken him a long time to get to nine. When you think about how long it's taken him to get to nine films compared to other directors. I don't think he's going to be able to make any more uh, without Weinstein because that, that money that came from Dimension Films is really tied to Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, and all those guys right. in Revolution Films. Mm-hmm. It's harder for him. And he's breaking away with Alita, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be harder and harder for him to have such a spread in making movies. It may be had, harder, but there's a lot of producers that'll back Quentin Tarantino. And oh, sure. Oh, yeah. new, yeah. new stuff coming yeah. up. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy that was a pharmaceutical uh, mogul just bought Desi Lu. Uh, not really? too long ago, he bought Desi Lu. He rebooted Desi, basically rebooted Desi Lu mm-hmm. as a as a new media production entity. Yeah, and they're doing um, the V. They bought V, and they're rebooting V for feature films. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I always like, I like that the story. See it. That's a great story. So I'd like to see it. It's the same guy that w- that was involved in the original and the the last remake. That's going to be back involved in this one. Mm-hmm. But they want he wants to do the film that he always wanted to make on the budget and the scale that he always wanted to make it. And that's what they're hoping to do this time. Right on. So, yeah, I agree with you. I always like that story, too. I'd, I'd be interested. They, their proposal is they're going to do a trilogy for feature. Okay. Sure. Out of that story. Yeah, make a fat uh, so, franchise. But, that, but that's Desi Lu, And that was all bought out and started by a guy that was a scientist that came up with some, farm, some uh, yeah. medicines. Yeah. And that's where he made all his money, and now he's starting oh, yeah. Desi Lu again. So there's always things like that right that's on. restarting. Uh, Wasn't an opiate. Yeah, Tarantino will be fine. Like when it comes to like the Weinstein thing, like right finding finding a place that's going to fund his next film. Well, it's Cameron. He's now is James Cameron. Have you seen the trailer to that thing? To what? Which one? Alita. Alita. Battle. uh, That's that's Cameron. Yeah, that's Cameron and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, that's what they that. made. It's a kind of a Blade Runner. I have seen it. It looks really cool, actually. Oh, yeah. It looks really fun. Well, that's the end of acting, I think. <laughs> yeah, because that's all using <laughs> effects. Effects, and it looked really. The main good. actor is the, the the girl is the is the uh, you know she's all in effect. She's well, you know, the voiceover. Rodriguez was always notorious for being cheap. Sure. Oh like, yeah. Super frugal. Oh like, yeah. On sets, you know, we, we've been here in Austin. Yeah. We hear the stories about, sure. and he's a terrific. Creative uh, guy, yeah, yeah, uh, very talented, and he, but he, oh, that's where his mo was is the, from the early days was Maybe. taking a, a a penny and making it look like it's a dollar, yeah, with everything he does. But he hundred dollars, he continued that a oh, hundred dollars. He's he's continued that on even in his big budget days because sure. when he did his version of the Predator, he made that for an unbelievably lower amount of money yeah. than anybody else in Hollywood would have sure. done. So that's where getting actors and eliminating them from the process. Yeah. That's just another. Yeah, that's way another you, step. Yeah, that's and, another step. Yeah, and big name. Well, we when I worked on Sin City Two, like that was all green screen. Which, yeah, you're putting a lot of money into. Well, the actors in Sin City obviously mm-hmm. are high profile. A lot of them, but then it all being green screen. There's no locations. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to worry about getting people back and forth to places as much. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and real easy. They're all in one place mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. it's his studio, That's so right. it's all paid for. He's very essentially smart. very so smart. Keeps that, it in house. Yeah, that has in to house. save. I mean, I I get like all the CG is crazy, but you know that can't be. But I much. think it puts a lot of more work on that actor as well 
having to act against things that are not there. In other words, well, yeah. for sure, that was always um, the thing on the Star but Wars, it, and it, but it pays off because mm-hmm. you got a great script and you you can really work the actors that way. That was always a struggle that was alleged for the prequels of Star Wars when they were all those like Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman oh, yeah. and, and those actors Liam Neeson having to work off of like almost all green screen yeah. for those movies. When you look at the behind the scenes now, it's even more telling just how much they were working sure. around with the green right. screen having to pretend that this boulder is coming straight at you or whatever else. Right. Especially in the 90s and stuff. Like, I mean, now you all those like Marvel movies, they're all green screen. Like you can watch... Mm-hmm. Right, YouTube and stuff, and it's like the Avengers, and yeah, they're just on pulleys and Mm -hmm. behind in front of a green screen. But now they're they're more used to it, yeah, and then they were in the for sure, and so that's one of the things that's helping a little bit is that there's actual there's probably more acting classes geared towards it. I bet you there's actual. There's got to be by now. I'm sure. I mean, when I was uh, going to acting classes regularly, there was an acting class. You could go to New York and take acting class specifically for uh, lovemaking scenes. Sure. Which I always envied the fact that there was a place in New York you could go and take a class for lovemaking scenes. It's like, why couldn't that be here in Austin? Me and Kirk, start one. Me and Kirk would have lined up yeah, for first right one. Right there in the first one. For, first, <laughs> first place. First people in line for that class. So they were, oh, we're here for the lovemaking class. Yeah, that's Who, right. Which actresses will be making love to today? Uma. Uma and Oprah. Uma? Oprah. Oprah? Uma. Oh, my God. And yeah. I get it. That stuff's awkward, man. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. When I had a. Well, yeah. You Tell us about your little lovemaking scene in that yeah. Well, no, that was very uncomfortable. What kind of well, it wasn't lovemaking. It, it just had. It a, was. It was a little uncomfortable. No, it was outside. I had to, like, kiss a girl. That's, like, you know. Oh, no. I'm talking out. about that one Open. that you're in bed with that chick. Oh, that's that was a film. That was a film. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> it's all over the place. We didn't um, simulate sex or anything. Like, uh, yeah, she had to like get on top uh, of me uh, and stuff. Uh, but <laughs> we were friends. Hey, she's on top of me. Hey, what's up? We were friends and you know like yeah. comfortable with each other already. Like not like that, but yeah. but you know enough that we were pro about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I think that's a big part of it. Just be. Yeah, not that we're talking about that, but you know, just be yourself, and uh, as long as you're well, not I mean, a creep, you, had, you it's just cool. met her she, on that day of the shoot, right? No, no, no. I knew her for years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did she have a? They have to wear like a skin suit. No, no, no one was naked. She had like she had like little shorts on. Oh, maybe it was just panties and like a tank top. Maybe, maybe I can't remember. And you had to wear a big sock. And and, and I had. <laughs> you didn't what, wear a sock. <laughs> no, I had I had like boxer briefs and a tank top on. Oh, okay. Yeah, like we had clothes. Well, that's on. like normal, like uh, deal. Boxers and yeah, but you yeah. had a, it, what? How you had a ten man crew looking at? <laughs> yeah, well, it was like a, it was like a four man crew, and yeah. and they were yeah. When you got a, a gaffer, yeah, drooling with a sandwich in his hand, yeah. and he's sweating. No, I'll tell you, the most dri- uncomfortable I've ever been on set, yeah, was my All American, yeah, and I was a stand in, and I had to get into. One of those hot tubs, those old metal hot tubs. Oh, not even oh. a hot tub, like, like just a soaking, a, a soaking tub. And naked. Yeah, fucking butt naked. Like, well, I mean, I, I, yeah, we were naked. And you were the stand-in for. Well, I was standing for Aaron Eckert, but yeah. like I was standing in for one of the football players uh-huh. for this shot, sure. and we were and we were in that thing, and it was cold, mm. and we got so sick, like uh, me and the other stand-in. Oh wow! Just that's just a, from. That's a rough shoot. Yeah, it wasn't. It was it was a long shoot because it was like I had to like walk through the locker room. 
and then get in the bath and then redo it over and over. I, I had underwear on, but it was it was not comfortable. It was not yeah. sexy. No, it was not it sexy. Was not and it wasn't green screen. Well, so and also, also, <laughs> you can't see yeah. me, but yeah, I'm not out of shape, but I wasn't in <laughs> actor football shape actor either. Actor football shape. Like, get I, my, I was standing in for a guy with, you know, like 12-pack abs, oh, and yeah. I was just like, really? Yeah. Yeah, so that was a little, he. He was nice, so whatever. All for the, but all for the, all for five of bucks. the movies. This was the uh, was it Mile American? Yeah, Mile yeah. American. Aaron Eckert. Yeah. Let's see. You worked on that a couple of months. You were like forty one. days. Forty days. I only I only worked up about three weeks, and uh, it was fun. I think I, I had a put lot it, fun. I think I put I in Aaron play. Eckert, and I got like just some yeah, Joe it's, Schmo. It's, Aaron it, Eckert. It's uh, you got Eckhart. It's like hard. Like American. Yeah, that's it. Eckhart. Yeah. Oh. There yeah. He oh, is. there he is. Yeah, and he was. Uh, this was the movie they made. It was about the uh, UT. Yeah. Um, UT football player. What, what yeah. was his name? Stinson or something like. No, that. No, Put, no. Click no. on IMDb yeah. there. Fred. Uh, Freddie. 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 Freddie Steinmart. Freddie Steinmart. The Freddie Steinmart story. Yeah. The, yeah. The it was. A, it was a downer of a movie, and you don't. You want. You want you a Hollywood ending? Did you go see it? I'm in it. Wait, what did you do in it? I played a, a um, you know. You were you a reporter? I was a reporter once. Mm-hmm. So I was I was in the background a lot, and I, I drove my car a lot. We so we, we we could talk about a, why that movie didn't work. Uh, we can, but we well, we st- we're supposed to stick with the Star Wars. Yeah, thing, we're, eh? we're, we're gonna, yeah. So here's my but get back to Quentin Tarantino. Okay, and here's here's my thunder take. Okay, what is okay it? on Quentin Tarantino. If there's anything that they're going to ban him or take his movie away, mm-hmm. take his his uh, Charlie Manson story away for, it should be the time I saw him in 2001 when he did this. He shows up. I see him in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I was working at, I was living there at the time. You were in Hollywood. I was in Hollywood. Okay. I was working at a health food store. Really? Yeah. VP Discounts, actually the name okay. of it. Very popular, little, kind of medium, to small Hollywood. small uh, store okay. in Hollywood. We had Kevin Smith come in there. At the time, Kevin Smith was doing the Atkins diet, and he was actually skinny. Oh, really? And he would come in very un-Kevin uh, Kevin Smith-like, uh-huh. uh, in like preppy clothes, yeah. like in khakis and a polo shirt, yeah. and he had a haircut. He wasn't doing the Jay and Silent Bob uh, shtick at, at all at the time. Uh-huh. And he was thin, yeah. and he would come in with a cart and load up on all the Atkins diet really? stuff and, and come in and, and do that. You wouldn't even recognize him, though, if you didn't so, know. Okay, get to the Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. I, take, I used to take a break and just go for a stroll because there was a lot of cool stuff to see around the neighborhood. Sure. You know? Right across the street was Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's uh, office when they were doing their HBO show where they were uh, looking for the next great filmmaker. Oh, The Green. The great was it called Greenlight? Green they were filming that Greenlight across the street. They uh-huh. were, well, the production office for Greenlight sure. was across the street. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of cool stuff to see. I had to walk oh. around, and then there was a lot of ladies. Sure, got to see the ladies this walking is, around. I mean, there's beautiful there's, women. There's Hollywood. There's beautiful, ladies in L.A. Yes. beautiful women everywhere. Yeah. So I'm walking around, just kind of eat my sandwich, eat my sandwich, walking around. Sandwich. And I stumble on to none other than motherfucking Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> As Samuel Jack- as Samuel Jackson would say if he ran into him himself, yeah. motherfucking Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> when are we gonna make a movie again yeah. together? 
So there he was doing an interview on the street, and they were doing one of these kind of like uh, walking and talking kind of interviews. Reports, yeah, yeah, where they're walking and they're talking. Sure. And I think it might have been it might have been for one of the Kill Billists that he was doing his promo his promo junket for. Yeah. It's walking with the female. Two thousand one, right? Probably mm-hmm. around two thousand one. I'm thinking. I'm guessing it's probably right. Kill Bill. One. So you went yeah. in and uh, jumped into in the game. He's walking, doing a walk and talk on the street yeah. in the middle of a residential neighborhood in Hollywood, with the female reporter. I think it was one of those entertainment news shows, and he is in the middle of the day, wearing silk pajamas, doing this interview on the street, black silk pajamas. As shiny as a Darth Vader uh, costume. Sure. And he had slippers on. Oh, if man. there's anything that they want to take his movie away from, was that shit there. <laughs> Walking around in silk pajamas in the middle of the day. Who the hell are you? Howard Hughes. <laughs> That's what he is. And so I actually Googled it before the show because I wanted to see if I could find an image uh, on Google to verify you know, my story yeah. of the time. And this was before everybody had, I, you know, I didn't have the smartphones. We didn't have smartphones yeah. yet. You know, hell, I don't even know if I had a regular cell phone. I probably had a regular cell phone, but it wasn't. Not in 2000. It didn't have a camera. No. I didn't have a, I would have cameraed no. that. It would have been on no, Instagram. No, you had Kirk's phone then. Yeah. Yeah, I had, flip I, I had the phone <laughs> in 2001 <laughs> that Kirk has now in yeah. 2018. I still get a lot of crews in a bums. Yeah, I had the exact same flip phone. Kirk has a flip phone that's been taped up, yeah. a rigged up uh, yeah. flip phone. Kind of the ones they sell in those infomercials yeah. now to old people. Yeah, cricket. You, yeah, you buy you buy yourself a pair of flip chitter phones. Chitterbug, man, you got to get it. Yeah, it's, it's chitter, cheap. Chitterbug, right? Yeah, eighteen bucks. Yeah, Ch- cheaperbug. It's a it's a chitterbug phone. <laughs> He's got the chitterbug. Ch- chitterbug. <sighs> got a chitterbug blues. The one that has the big buttons on it, yeah, so you right. be able to see yeah, all the letters. You can't make a mistake. All the numbers. <laughs> yeah, you can't make a mistake. You can't accidentally <laughs> make an international call. Unless you accident. drop it down in your coffee. <laughs> my grandparents used to have that phone with the big buttons. Oh my yes. god! You, know you can hit about? it with like three yeah. fingers. And does it mm-hmm. now talk to you and have a letter well, read out? Well, big now. LED readout. I think it's even got a I'm falling and I can't uh, get up button on it. Yes, yeah. it does. It has a one Pre, button. Pre-programmed thing. in yeah, there. Yeah, Mine yeah. doesn't, but the other ones that they It's a logo them. of the it's lady laying on the ground uh, as a button. Yeah. It's just a logo of her on the button. <laughs> anyway, Quentin Tarantino, goddamn, in silk pajamas, <laughs> in the middle of the day in 2001, walking around. I couldn't believe my eyes. He was standing there, and he was just going off. You know, he was in that- He's Quint- like a Hefner, man. He was, he in was that, out there, man. He was in that. He was face- was all Playboy. like red and, and like this, and he yeah. was like this and yeah. this and this and this. It's real and he angry. was in that hole. I couldn't real hear him because I stood from like a block away watching. Uh-huh. But I was like, well, he was ex- excited. Imagine him yeah. doing this and yeah. walking in silk pajamas in the yeah. middle of the day. Yeah, yeah. making that. Very Hugh Hefner. Making, yeah. Well, Hugh maybe he got woken up from a nap. Yeah. You're just angry yeah. about it. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. It was the whole premise was yeah, that they yeah. came in and, and put the mic on him while he was in bed. Says, Quentin Tarantino, what do you have to say oh, about He's Phil? plugging his movie, man. That'd he's be out a pretty there in good. Um, that could be a good show. Think about that, man. Like just wake, waking people up and interviewing them right away and see <laughs> oh, what the reaction is. Hey, the, what's going on? I haven't had my coffee yet. You had oh. to, to break into the houses, though, to do it. God. Man. Yeah, that's that's the shock. That's the show. Let yeah. Their, let their, um, yeah, do it all on an iPad. Just come in, start shooting. Mm-hmm. Boom. Thunder but pop it. Their housekeeper can let you in or something. Just have to get a approval ahead of time. We're going to wake you up. Sometime. It's kind of like punked. Yeah. yeah, so this is the 61st show. I'm kind of wondering, Steve. 61. I'm kind of wondering, Steve, when is the when are you going to pop the shark? In other what's, words... What's the, oh, oh. oh, jump the shark, huh? <laughs> we jumped the shark, episode one. <laughs> I don't know where you're at, but have you listened to this show? <laughs> Little bits and pieces, man. 
All right. Well, let's get into it. It's the uh, main topic of the show. Saturation of Star Wars in 2018. Okay. Is it a thing? And if it is a thing, how big of a thing is it? It's a huge thing. It's an industrial po- complex. That's what she said. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> actually, it would have worked. It worked better it's off the, of it's the Star Wars industrial complex. It's it worked just better like off the military of industrial when was, complex. When it was just a thing, it was working off of that, and then you added in the Star Wars industrial complex, yeah. and then I was like, ah, uh, it didn't work as well. But I'm still going to do it. Oh, I'll just man. cut the middle part out. Boom. Boom. Anyway, the scaling back. Okay, this is an article that comes from the Ringer uh, that I pulled up, and it's related to this very topic. Uh, this is. Oh, uh, wow. This oh, is wow. from Ben Lindbergh. Yeah, uh, came out on December fourteenth, before Last Jedi even hit theaters. Now, what actually? Uh, actually what website would, is that? This what? would have been like right before it was about to hit the theaters. Mm-hmm. The Ringer. Saturation. This is on the Ringer. Oh, the Ringer. Okay. okay. Well, saturation ever sinks Star Wars. Disney, the new steward of the galaxy's most valuable IP, is putting out Star Wars films at an unprecedented pace. But that's what Disney does. They're they are literally shitting Star Wars movies right. out of their ass, yeah. left and right. They've got a lot of new directors to feed. Has the company learned from the franchise's past ex- excesses? The day before The Force Awakens premiered in December 2015, this kind of paints a picture for you. Yeah, I hosted a Star Wars movie marathon. My high school friends who, like me, had still been high school students. The last time we'd seen a new Star Wars movie... We met at my house at 11 a.m., and together we watched about 10 hours of Star Wars, oh every God. previous movie except for The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, <laughs> yeah, which, we, which we swapped out in favor of the hour-long Clone Wars cartoon. I would watch just that oh. consolidated prequel that they, they cut oh, man. and made an edited one movie On out YouTube? Of. That YouTube it's, version? It was on YouTube. I just watched that. I was, that's what I would watch. For sure. I, I mean, Without Phantom Jar- Menace and, and Attack of the Clones were Without were Jar Jar Binks. Were what? Were straight garbage. I yeah. mean... Not to, not to get into that, but they, I don't know. There was, I mean, there was some stuff from it. It's just, yeah, you know, it, they weren't good. Yeah. Now, no, Revenge of the Sith, I'll go to bat for that one. I think that one actually, they yeah, did, that one, like it was new. Well, no, I mean, it's very it's, dark. It's very yeah, dark. I mean, but it's what it's supposed to be. Before the Force Awakens, uh, my my wife Alyssa, who is then my fiance, mm-hmm. she um. She hadn't seen any Star Wars, so we watched all wow. six. Yeah, we wow. watched all six before The Force Awakens. In order, uh, yeah, I think it was in order. And yeah, I, I actually had to do the same thing. My wife, actually, no, not in order. <laughs> That's it's interesting. It, but yeah, we skipped, we skipped the prequels. We just went. To let's put it this way: we we watched them in order that they were released. Good, not one, two, three, four, okay. five, six. Okay. Four, five, six, one, two, three. And some right. would argue that's a better way to go, right? Because you get to the better films first. Well, I mean, you you gotta watch it that way because that's because that's how they were created. That's right. You know, that's and we'll get into that when we mm-hmm. talk about the other thing, but mm-hmm. the saturation and whatever. But yeah, like I, I was I was pleasantly surprised seeing uh, the Revenge of the Sith, which I didn't see in the movies mm-hmm. at the oh, theater. Oh, you didn't Be- go to the theater no, to see no, that? No, so, so Were you disappointed from the first two? That well, you I was disappointed from the first two. I was busy. Life was busy yeah. in, in 05 or whatever when it came out. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't make it. And yeah, so like seeing it again, I, I, I had seen it, you know, obviously on DVD or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. It, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was all right. It's a very watchable film. Of course, there's always been the rumor, and we've talked about that here on the show, that Steven Spielberg directed it secretly. Huh. Under, under, uh, oh, really? 
under uh, secrecy. Wraps. Yeah, under wraps. Under they, wraps. And now, for one thing, is I think it's been actually verified is that that was confirmed as he d- helped assist and direct one scene, and that was the scene that the battle scene with Obi Wan and, and uh, Anakin Skywalker. At the end of the film. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That could have. So the that's been so that's been confirmed. We know they're best. We know they're really good friends, Spielberg and Lucas. Um, certainly, uh, it would be interesting if that's what happened. It would explain some things. Yeah. Would it not? Yeah. Why the pacing and stuff like worked? Like, mm-hmm. not, yeah, not just pacing, but yeah, I guess it is. A lot of that was pacing, especially the end. That it finally worked, like cutting. To the Padme stuff, back to Obi Wan, to Anakin, like it all, it finally made sense after yeah. three movies, right? Yeah. After two plus movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they had that that part of it, the the flow of the movie, um, was a big part of it. I mean, there was definitely the the battle scene was really good. Um, it'd be interesting if that's what happened. Yeah, there'd be some interesting. That's one, one of the things. We'll, I think it'll come out eventually, much yeah, like that's, that's uh, as, yeah. as more and more people write their uh, biographies and stuff. Like mm-hmm. Princess Leia wrote that. I didn't know that she had a love affair with Han Solo. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that came out like, and, when the book and, came and, out because, later. Yeah, we know. It's funny is uh, Lucas's wife at the time. His first wife was the editor on the first three, or the mm-hmm. original three. Yeah. And they always said that that was what made those movies yeah. was was her editing. Oh yeah. And then when they divorced. Mm-hmm. Between the original trilogy and the prequels, he didn't have her anymore after that. Right, and they said that was a huge uh, loss for mm-hmm. Lucas, uh-huh. not having her editing. Well, and also Luke, and Lucas st- didn't direct Empire or right. Return right. of the Jedi. That's right. true. That's true too. So there you were know, those two films that were only a New Hope. But he wrote them, right? Yeah, he wrote them. He wrote, co-wrote. but he, he co-wrote. but he directed. He co-wrote. He co-wrote. But he directed all the prequels. He's yeah. not a great director. No. You know? Yeah, I wonder what was that behind the decision for him to decide. You get lazy. After having, turn, turning it over to two people, which I have a feeling must have been studio, a studio. studio that yeah, wanted I think, that. that I think because he was making money. them. He was backing and it. and He was backing it. He wanted to make sure his vision came through. I mean, like, money. Do you Look, think there was some jealousy because Empire was always looked at as being the, 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 the gold the, standard for Star Wars, and he was a little uh, jealous and wanted to say, hey, I can show you. Probably. But like, just look how obsessed he is. Like, He went back and changed the original trilogy, Yeah, you know, just adding stuff like, oh, stuff that was in my head. It's like, and, and you know, essentially kind of didn't ruin him, but like kind of did. Like the cantina scene, like the, the band in Return of the Jedi. Like, come on. We, we didn't need that. Mm-hmm. Like, that was awful. Um but yeah, like, so I think it was a lot of that. He just wanted to make sure he was just micromanaging. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like, who could blame him? Like, if we had that access and that wealth and, like... That's right. And, and you were just curious if you could do it all? Yeah, especially after all those why years. Why not do it? Of being on the shelf for all those years. You know, if you're curious that you could do it and you have the means to do it... Didn't do it. You only live once, man. Right. Like, do it. I get it. Yeah. You know, you can. we can all be mad about it <laughs> sure. because right. we're fans. But, you know, in the end, it's his life. It's his story. Hey, it's st- his movies. He's, hey, he still got our money. Yeah. We still went to the movies. We yeah. still bought tickets, except for the third one, which you watched on TV. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I getting, saw it on oh, Netflix man, for I've, free. I've given man. that guy plenty of money. Yeah, but you've given him other money at other times. Yeah. So here's a, it goes on. It says that uh, every previous movie, we, they went on a movie watching marathon. They watched every previous movie except for the two movies, The Phantom Menace, Attack of Clones, which we swapped out in favor of the hour long Clone Wars cartoon. Um, he said, We're nerds, not sadists. Uh, <laughs> 
We were careful to build in a buffer for food, bathroom breaks, and transportation to the theater in time for the post-midnight screening of Episode 7 that we bought tickets for the second they went on sale. This Thursday, this Thursday, he goes, this is before Last yeah. Jedi comes out. He says, we saw, we're going to see Last Jedi with most of the same people. But this time, there won't be a pre-movie marathon. I'm meeting my friends at the theater. We're excited, of course, not, not least because yeah. Last Jedi evidently delivers. But our, hi- our hype has limits. Yeah. It's partly a logistical thing. There are now eight existing movies, which means an unabridged marathon would take about two-thirds of a day, and it's partly a scarcity thing. Whereas whereas Episode uh, 7 was the first new Star Wars movie in more than 10 years, where Episode 8 is only the first since last year when Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, came out. And the last for all of only six months when a solo A Star Wars Story will follow. Hot on its heels. Even though the demand for new Star Wars installments has stayed strong, the supply has increased. We've now received three new Star Wars films in a third of the time it took for the original prequel trilogies to unfold. Each new Star Wars movie raises the sum of of, of Star Wars that's in the atmosphere, in the world, by a smaller percentage than the film before. The anticipation isn't perfectly renewable resource. Instead of spending... Months looking for leaks, spoilers, and speculation, as I did during the buildup of The Force Awakens. All I want to know before the film arrives can be said in one sentence. Okay, so that kind of sums up that, and that's before Last Jedi comes out. Yeah. Now Last Jedi's come out. You had all the props. You have all the characters. You have all the actors and all the costumes are all ready to go. That's why you can start to crank. Yeah, they've already got they yeah. they built a template. Of, yeah, they got you got the, the template, plug and play, man, drop and drag, they're put it in there, start making lots of movies. Now, since that's last, what Disney is very good at is being able to build build a uh, workshop and then be able to right. go, have it factory a factory. Oh, I wonder factory. what Hollywood's that's, all about. That's <laughs> the word. Uh, don't you know that that's what they're doing? It's a factory. Yeah, it's a Star Wars factory. Yeah. So they had Last Jedi comes out. He did not have a factory when he first started this. That's no. why it was such a Lucas. shock. Lucas yeah, I'm talking about Lucas. Yeah. When he first started this, he was working with American Graffiti and all these other things. Hope. A new hope, and, he was, yeah. and he was saying, hey, how about making this movie? And mm-hmm. Spielberg said, that is going to become a religion. It is so well. Yeah. And when he saw that trailer, he mm-hmm. says, this is the most fantastic thing if it ever gets made. He's probably a prophet for predicting that. Oh, yeah. He yeah. is. But I'm just saying, now that Disney has its claws on it they're going to start cranking this stuff out much like much like all the the uh, you know all mm-hmm. the marvel c- stuff well they've had how many i mean they've been making God. marvel movies now for 10 years i think they just had the 10th anniversary for the marvel uh, avengers universe and i what? don't know how many films they're up to well now. you know like now it's about it's not about the film so much i mean it's about creating a, a world a universe yeah and like seeing how much how many stories or whatever characters you can fit and and go in different directions in that what, universe? That's what everybody wants. It, it's kind of a fun thing, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it stems from like gaming and and what and all this like right. virtual mm-hmm. reality. They want to they're making this real this like virtual or three dimensional uh, film you know, reality, bigger, building it out bigger. Yeah, yeah, like it, which you know, like it's not. It's not a bad idea, you know. Like I, I kind of like, there's like some, there's, all the superheroes, like how they all could be in each other's films and TV shows, yeah, and that, like it's cool. 
Right, and, and I don't think you. I mean, I don't think you have to read the comic books to understand that. Like, you just watch and then you go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool. It, 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 the, the the saturation thing comes with. I mean, I, I feel like everything in mm-hmm. it is saturated now because of the internet mm-hmm. and the twenty four seven nature right. of it. Right. Like, and and everyone now, like before a movie, and and, and I'm just gonna throw this out here, playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Do they almost have to have movie after movie after movie now? Because otherwise, everyone's going to have all these theories, and when they don't happen, oh, that movie sucks. It's like, no, well, that's just what you wanted. You mean talking about backstory? The yeah, backstory. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like every, everyone's like, backstory and this and that. Like, yeah. like knowing back, where Snoke came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snoke or Ray's parents, whatever. Yeah. And, and, and it's like now, now everyone needs everything. Okay, like perfect example, solo, right? Yeah. Look, and 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 I think anyone who's my age, forty three, that area, we were kids when the original Star Wars came out. The thing you liked about Han Solo, not only was Harrison Ford probably the best regular actor in the in the film, but mm-hmm. he was like he had this mystery to him. This and, and and he had this arc, and I could go like into a lot of shit. I didn't like how it went down, but mm-hmm. he had this arc of he was never the good guy. He was always about himself. He was a scoundrel, right? Mm-hmm. So by the end, you know, in, in, by the end of a new hope, he like came back. He wasn't going to help out. He came back and he fought, and he's like got a taste of like what it was to be on. Uh, do stuff for others to yeah, be altruistic, right? Out, yeah. And 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 that kind of was his arc all the way through. Like almost to the end, he was like reformed from mm-hmm. being that selfish scoundrel guy. He was yeah. thinking and caring about others. So now, like well, the solo movie, I haven't seen it. I seen obviously, I seen the trailer. Yeah, and it looks like he went on all these adventures, very similar to the ones he he went on with the other people. Mm-hmm. So. Now it kind of takes away from everything he did in the original trilogy because it just, all that stuff seemed fresh to him, mm-hmm. like having kind of like a team and this and that. And now watching, it looks like he, oh, oh, he did a bunch of stuff before. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's cool, but it's fun? taken away the mystery. Do you think that the internet and all the plethora of media that we have and the, and the games... Uh, uh, affects th- the output of these scripts uh, for like Han Solo the movie. Do you think that that's going to affect your way of watching the movie and saying, "Oh well, they didn't put this in and they didn't say that"? Well, that is happening. Yeah, and that's, it ruins the movie. Does it ruin the that, movie? That's that's why people don't like. Um, There's so many. The, the Last Jedi. That's why people don't like it. Because they Cause there's a plethora of no, because they had they had preconceived expectations uh-huh. of what it was gonna be. We call that head cannon. I like that yeah. message. I mean, I like that mystery uh, of not knowing that character was based in mystery, and now they're gonna take away take it away. Because uh-huh. I I don't know five people that want to see a Han Solo movie. I, I want to see it, but well, only no, I, I know I know five people that will see it. Yeah, I don't know five people. I don't know anyone if you if you never had this movie come up, uh-huh. and you're actually like a Star Wars fan, yeah. not not even a fanboy, like a, a, just a fan. Like 
tell me, tell me a movie based in Star Wars you would like to see. I don't think anyone would be like Han Solo's backstory. This is a this is a meme that was circulating around on on, uh, on the internet this past week, and it's got the uh, the the little uh, car that you see in the trailer, the the flying uh, pod yeah. car, yeah. and it says yeah. it's going um, in the direction. It says a Han Solo film no one wants. And it, the other direction could have been a Kenobi film everyone wants, <laughs> and it turns the direction. Uh, there's where Disney turns. Dis- oh, yeah. Lucasfilm turns. Oh yeah. At, at the Hansel Hansel, so it kind of yeah. hits it right on the well, nose. There. They'll still make the Obi Wan Kenobi movie, won't they? <laughs> let's let's take a look. We're gonna talk about that later too. Oh, yeah. But let's take a look at the uh, the Hansel or Solo, a Star Wars story. Some people don't like that title either. A Star Wars Solo. Story. That's crazy. That's like a cup. This is Ron Howard's film now too. Yeah, you should turn down lights in that popcorn. Since I was ten. I was kicked out of the flight. It starts off like sci-fi Baby Driver. Yeah, don't stop it. I want to see. Did you see? You know, Baby Driver from last summer. It starts off looking like sci-fi version of Baby Driver. It's Baby Driver. Well, having a mind of my own. That doesn't have uh, Harrison Ford, right? Well, it certainly hey, looks interesting. Would that have made a better film if they could have gotten uh, Harrison Ford to narrate it, like talking uh-huh. back in past tense, like yeah. this is my story? Yeah, it would have. Yes. Better. Also, which, I got, which he wouldn't have done because he doesn't want anything else to do with it. I, I got to talk about something on the trailer. Yeah. They just showed the inside of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It's fucking spotless. Super clean. Like, they like, brought a cleaning crew in, and they just... Like, what the fuck did Han and Chewie do to it in, that, in those seven years? It's like they were having, like, dirty orgies like, in, like in, what? Mud, in mud. I mean, okay, so this dude, Han Solo, the actor playing him is about, what, 28 or something? Uh-huh, yeah, about that age. And, and Harrison Ford was, what, 35 when yeah. he started? So let, let's just say it's seven years. It's been seven years. So what the fuck... Did they do to the Millennium Falcon in seven years? And, and in seven years, like... To ransack it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was like a really, like, a piece of machinery people, like, wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And then in seven years, it was a hunk of junk. Yeah. Well, they flew they flew it around the universe like the Dukes of Hazard in space. Sure. So that, I get that, that. that. It's a Dukes of Hazzard. You can, it's you Dukes can, of Hazzard in space. But the thing is... The the inside of it, I think Wookies are not very clean. Yeah, they're very dirty. They're very dirty. It's yeah. like having a dog. I still feel that, like that it's, flies a, a it's a little too clean. Uh, this is it's a little too Star well, Trek. Now, the, okay, I want to I want to quote something out of this Time magazine. Got time, they were time bringing magazine. this up. They were bringing that. Okay, the physical things can also get dirty, which is important. One of the most radical things about Star Wars in '77. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay, you hope yeah. was was all. You know, it was all dirty and crazy inside that Millennium Falcon. One of the most radical things about Star Wars in 77 was that it wasn't clean. And the spaceships in Star Trek 2001, Space Odyssey, all looked pristine. uh, Like they were in cellophane. Almost medical. And and they were practically in mint box condition. But everything in Star Wars felt scuffed and used and old. And that's why they were trying to do that in, you know, the latest one. They were trying. Well, what he created was a not it, the not the Return of the Jedi. A, a third, a, 
kind the of last Jedi. Yeah, the last Jedi. He created a a world that had been ransacked by the uh-huh. Empire, and they should show that as a bleed into this, but they don't. Everything, like you say, is clean, like a third world in space. Yeah, third world. It was a th- it was Dystopian. what is what they what they brought. Like well, it's, it's a war, and yeah. a war is dirty. It is. Are they going to show that? Are they going to meld into that? Do you think? Let's take a look at the rest of it here. I'm putting together a crew. Oh, look at Woody Harrelson's and everything. Oh, well, that makes it. That's yes. Oh, hell. Oh, hell. I might be the only person. Who knows? Now it just looks like what you really are. What's that? Mm. Memorial Day. I get another thing, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So Han Solo, right? Um, In in the original trilogy, he he talked a lot about like, you know, the parsecs and all that, right? He like he's pretty. Check. braggadocious right? right he loves talking about yeah. all the things he did he's done he's a scumbag gunslinger cowboy in space don't you think he might have talked about a lot of these things like if if right. all this happened right you know like if it's uh-huh. a big enough story to be a movie yeah. in star wars galaxy right it must be this, pretty significant like, like all through a new hope he'd be like yeah when i, I flew through the monster's face and yeah. did the thing yep. like he would have talked about it sure so like i mean yeah you could do that but look it, it's just really it, it 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 just makes no sense to have to do a solo film, okay. and, I, I think and, it and makes zero the, sense. Tell the story. Yeah. Now that I see that, now I'm, I may be wrong about because I'm not te- that guy that playing solo there. Seems like Ian McGregor. He looks like a, a young Ian. McGregor. He doesn't no. look enough like a young Han Solo. And that's right. been a critique of. He's too short. His no, voice what doesn't sound like him. McGregor play in the you and McGregor, yeah, Obi Wan. Yeah, he doesn't he look like him. He doesn't well, look like him. About this guy, well, I, he, I, don't, I, bought, I don't but I bought Ewan McGregor as the young Obi Wan. Yeah, sure. I, I totally sure. bought. Him. I think okay. it was a good cast. As good casting yeah, as yeah. it could have come I think across. It was great. Okay. They had the other guy that had been in an actual Harrison Ford film. This looks like more a cartoon, man. That thing looked like, like a cartoon. Like do you a, know, let's crank it out. That's a piece of crap. Do you know if... Uh, let's, just, like let's just separate all the other stuff that we talked to you, Chris, like you're saying no on for this film, but the casting part of it. If they had another guy who had worked on a Harrison Ford film playing a young version of Harrison Ford in one of his other films in one scene, he had made a video where he's doing a whole impersonation of Harrison Ford. And he is, he was the epitome. Rock solid. Rock solid. And everybody on the web was lobbying for him to get the part. Yeah. He didn't get the part. They ended up going with this other actor. Yeah. Do you know about this guy? No. Have you seen him? No. No. Okay, here he is. His name is Anthony Ingruber. Okay, yeah. I and see everybody this. was pushing for him to get the part. Solo. Oh, yeah. He looks more like him, too. Sure, you tells me you're looking for a passage to the older end system. He looks like a young that Harrison shit. Ford. You never heard of the Millennium Falcon? 
It's a ship that made the Kessel Run. He looks it's like him more than the other guy. Yeah, I would pick this guy. Definitely the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it's all in the eyes. It is. And, well, he has, he's got the whole facial. Is this a, a, he's trying to do it? He was just made yeah. a video, did put it send, up. Did he send it into Well, he was known entity. He's been in a Cargo. film with Harrison Ford. Oh, okay. Here, actually, here's the clip. He, he, he was hired to be a young, play the young character. Yeah. Bring, here it is. This was in Adeline, Age of Adeline. Okay. And I guess Harrison Ford's character is having a flashback to when he was sure. younger. So this guy, this actor that we just saw, Anthony Gruber, and Gruber uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. Here he is, playing the young. I think I saw this one. It's amazing how they can do that. Find people. Right. All it needs is a push start. Oh. So yeah, you can see there. Yeah, he, I see. He's he's pretty good. Yeah. Why didn't they pick him? Better? Why did they pick him? Why didn't they why did they not pick him? Uh, I mean if, I don't if, know. If, the, if the internet has such power like that, let's push this script, let's push this idea. The internet and had, they pushed well, the this internet actor. pushed against the script. The internet wanted the Obi Wan. Uh, sure. I think. I think they wanted the Obi Wan film. That's my problem. I don't think the internet should have any power. <laughs> But they, but they unfortunately do. But it does. Yeah, like well, I mean, I fan think fanboys rock. <laughs> but 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 honestly, they don't. The, the fanboys don't have power. No, and that's why the, oh. the the Last Jedi pisses them off. Right. Because Disney was kind of like, "Fuck you." Are you listening? We're we're going to make a good movie. Yeah. Instead of doing what you want. Yeah. Right. You know, like in my opinion, at least. So, did you like Last Jedi? Yeah. Okay. And how does that compare to J.J. Abrams earlier? Well, I mean... You, you said many times to me that you hate J.J. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a J.J. fan yeah. at all. Because he's like... He's corny. Yeah. And are we on this? Are we talking about Last Jedi? Yeah, we're yeah, talking about everything. Okay. There's a plethora of crap. Well, when it, when it comes to... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue into this. Okay. The oversaturation of Star Wars, right? Yeah. We're talking about that? Yeah, we are. Yeah. I actually think The Last Jedi and films like The Last Jedi yeah. could save Star Wars. Because look, if you get if you if you break down the Star Wars story, right? We're just talking stories because that's what this is all about, right? The hero's journey, all that stuff. People want want that. That's what Star Wars was based off. So you go back, and if you break down the stories, just the general stories of Star Wars, a lot of it's stupid, like the Siths, right? Okay, you have, an, you have a Sith master and an apprentice, and the apprentice always kills the master. The two main sets, it's um, Palpatine killed Sidious, right? That's his name. Mm-hmm. And, and then Vader killed Pal- Palpatine, mm-hmm. the main people. So, like, so it comes down to spoilers. Um, so it comes down to, we could do that again. Let's just talk about the Snoke thing. Mm-hmm. We could do that again, but no, Kylo Ren murdered Snoke instead. You know? Yeah. So that washes that out. But like, if it just went down the same path, and, and, and Kylo Ren, I mean, yeah, you could say it's the same thing. He murdered Snoke, but he murdered him way early. In the too, process, you right, know, too early. Do you think we could have a backstory? Or no, it's not too early. I think it's, it's good. Not, it's it's good to change it because because 
But he might have murdered if you're talking about you're talking about the storyline. That the downfall of that is his now his master to the apprentice. Right. He, he's not there to finish his training. But and, no, and bring right, him, bring well, him along. well, here's the difference with Kylo Ren and Anakin and Palpatine. Palpatine was a dick. Like, he was not a good person. Yeah. Anakin was, like, a really easily... He was very easily manipulated. Encourageable. Kind of had no personality. And that's the sequ- That's the prequel's fault. Yeah. The Clone Wars TV show kind of fixed it. Mm-hmm. The cartoon. Yeah. But I think the difference with Kylo Ren... Is you're seeing a real, a more like a more complete person. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they're making Kylo Ren. He's like a good person. That bad shit kind of went down and guided him the way he did. And you got a really good actor there too, Adam Driver. Right. Well, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think that's what's happening. Yeah. They're they're graying out. What you know these these personalities? It's like right. why people like the show Dexter. You know, like you yeah. were rooting for the serial killer. Yeah, you know, and, and and Kyle Ren, I think genuinely, like generally, he's good. I think that's the point. Mm-hmm. But he's so conflicted, you know, and and like I, I feel like the Last Jedi, the way they challenged all their all their characters was smart. Because the kids are going to like it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it doesn't need to go down the way it went down when we were kids. You know, like, the storytelling, a lot of people are like, plot holes. It's like, there really weren't. I mean, not any more than any, any other thing. You know, like, you could call the emperor. We knew nothing about him in the yeah, first can, three. But do you think they could do a, a backstory on Snook? Why? So, but, 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 why? Okay, I agree with you. Why do we need it? But you know they will. Yeah. The, oh, the, oh, they the, will the, for sure. Do you, do you think Solo the, is just an offshoot in the factory? In, in the rogue, in the rogue sense, in the current yeah, state is. of Star Wars. Yeah, they already said that. Yeah. Okay. With yeah, the yeah. factory that it's become at, at Star Wars, it's a Wars, factory. They're gonna do a backstory on every. Yeah. Sure. Of no, the they they sure as shit will. Yeah. Now, I'm. I There'll be a Snoke. Here's There'll a th- be a Snoke story incorporated somewhere yeah. along the way. For sure. In, in between the, the 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 Last Jedi and all the all the in, back back in the day, I hate to say this, go back in my time. Uh, between the the last three or four, mm-hmm. and then they get to making the new series one, two, and three. I'm talking mm-hmm. about. In between that, I would go to these gaming sh- sh- uh, a DVD um, outlets in the mall. Mm-hmm. And I noticed in some of the bookstores, like Barnes and Noble and Half Price Books, they had a plethora of paperback books on Star Wars that the Lucasfilm Company would put out. In sure. other words, they would franchise these stories. They had stories about Boba Fett and all this, mm-hmm. and I was blown away by all these storytellers that were making uh, the Star Wars universe huge, and I didn't know this because it was really big video game world mm-hmm. and they weren't thinking about making movies anymore essentially and a lot of it was fan fiction it was fan fiction yeah. that's yeah. right and i'm just saying i was blown away at that point between you know the 
the first three films and then the you know the phantom menace and all those that there was nothing coming out from lucas he was doing something else you know right i I guess like for me on that point i've never i've always separated everything like even with like the superheroes like yeah tv versus movie yeah Movie franchise in the '80s versus movie franchise in the '90s. You think I don't it has to be more connected. Yeah, I don't think they need to connect. They don't have to connect with all this internet. Like I stuff. think you could have a Flash cartoon uh-huh. and a Flash TV show and a Flash movie, and they're all completely different. Yeah, like I have no problem with that. Well, it's always been like that. And Warner Brothers believes that Warner Brother uh, uh, with um, uh, DC, the DC has the TV universe. Yeah. Which is the Flash show and the Supergirl? They have the DC Cinema Universe, for better or worse, they have it, and then they have their cartoons too, and they're right. all none of them are connected. Right. I mean, everything on the television. Do they end have of to it, meld because of advertising and money and uh, and, and getting uh, you know? I think paid for all that. I think there's some of that involved. I, this is a quite interesting question. We're talking about the the. They built the design of the factory, the Star yeah, Wars the factory at Disney. Star Wars factory. Where everything's you have plugged. to come to me in order to, to get the rights to franchise well, this no, out. No, more of like the plug and play you're saying, where right. everything is already there. Yeah. The, the spaceship's already built. The workshop. You've got the template. The template's already there. They can just turn it out now like a factory. Right. As far as making Star Wars movies. But what, here's what's interesting is, and we were talking about the saturation of Star Wars and how there's going to there's be a solo movie in May. We just had... A yeah. Star Wars film episode Crazy. in December. Yeah. Then they'll have another episode. Then they're working on... And what's that other episode that they're making now? Well, there, there's two other... Tri- nine, ten. Two other trilogies. There'll be the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Yeah. And then there'll be the Game of Direct... Game he of goes Thrones. 9, 10, 11, 12? Huh? There'll be, one, there'll be one more episode that J.J. Okay. Abrams will do. Okay. And then they're going to be another. There's going to be the Game of Thrones uh, creators that are doing their trilogy. Right. There's right. also live-action TV Do you show. think it's going to come out uh, by the month or every uh, just Christmas and summer. Well, Christmas I think, and summer. I, think and Christmas. I don't want to wait that long. I wait a minute. <laughs> I'm going to be t- dead before I get to see Christmas and summer. Christmas and summer. I think you're safe about there being yeah. a shortage of Star Wars films. There's okay. going to be plenty. You know, I'm retired. <laughs> I think we're talking about every. I think they would ideally like to put one out every six months. Yeah, I think. I think, right. I think Let's once, cut it up to five months now. I think once. I think once a year is going to happen. For sure, yeah. As long as they can get away with it. Yeah. But here's the question I have: by building this factory, yeah, that's the backbone to where they can turn out these Star Wars films, having everything the template already there. Uh-huh. Is there already a, like a, a people that are on the payroll at Disney? Yes, there are. To the point, to the point where the factory has to keep going. Right. They can't close down for a couple of years uh-uh. and take a break and give us and a breather. You- give us a breather, which they would probably benefit from doing. Because they would avoid there being a burnout. I'll tell well, you. But what's but, gonna? Because there's people that are on the payroll. They have to keep them busy. I right. think what's gonna help the burnout thing, like it, the, the movies that are gonna bother me are like the solo, and if they have a Snoke one and Back, whatever backstory. Yeah, the backstories you feel like right. are doing more yeah, disservice. Yeah, disservice yeah, to yeah the, it's like over. Sure. Like, let's over have some sus- suspension of disbelief and just right. use our imaginations a right. little bit. But I feel like the Ryan Johnson trilogy could be cool because yeah. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with Skywalkers or be connected. Yeah, it's supposed the, to be ga- completely the Game of Thrones. Yeah. It'll be cool. Directors are doing their trilogy. I don't feel like that will be connected either. Right. It'll so all be actually, new and shocking. That, that actually could be, be safe, safe ground because yeah. they're not going to do anything to 
to over overstep on a character that's existing yeah. and trying to do too right. much backstory. They're going to expand the universe, yeah. go into a part that probably wasn't touched before. Like that casino scene in that damn horse race thing. That <laughs> just freaked my ass out. Canto bite. Yeah, God. I mean, that casino thing. They draw your ass in and start a character, and then boom, they throw the trap door out. But I, you, I you, I got they didn't start a character. Huh? They didn't start a character that was in the movie. I, I, it just, that scene just kind of blew me away. I want I want to make the shirt that says Canto Bites. Okay. I didn't get nothing. I didn't like, I didn't really get the, the Canto Bites stuff to me was a, a subplot that sort of took me off into a tangent. I, I didn't really, a little bit too much. But here's the thing. I'm talking about the solo and I agree with a lot of what you're saying, especially when I look at the trailer again after talking to you, Paul, uh, what I see there is, yeah, they're doing, they're kind of doing uh, a story again on him at a younger age that doesn't connect to me with Solo because it's all the stuff he goes through in his his development as a person. And the arc he goes through in the original trilogy, it seems like, well, wouldn't he have already have, if he, this is a story that happened seven years before. He would have been a little bit more mature. Yes. And from this. From this from all these situations. So how are they going to fix that? That's the question I have. But here's the question. Here's Do they the, have to? I thought of an idea. If they really wanted to show us a young Solo and not run into that problem. Go younger. Well, they, they, no, <laughs> they no, did. no, no, no. I don't no, even, Anakin's babies. Anakin babies. I don't even think that. I think, why does the Solo have to be the principal character of the film? Couldn't right. they have done a film about... The, the 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 war the war <laughs> they and, did it's called well, Star well, Wars well, couldn't they have done a film no but couldn't they have done a film about another character made them the central character mm. Solo is just sort of a smaller so he's a side character. it, it, it would have been him. like doing like Lando would have been yeah would have been smarter I think just making a side making him a side character yeah maybe doing yeah. the Lando movie oh god telling the Lando story that would do are they doing that. Who knows? But so like, but that, that I think that would have made more sense because he wasn't he was he was in two of the movies, but yeah. like not you didn't know much about him or doing a Wookiee doing a movie I, about I, the you Wookies. You didn't know much about him. He didn't have much of an arc. Um, my problem, yeah, it's like the Han Solo had he had too much of an arc in those first three trilogies, and and we could go into the Force Awakens where I, I feel like. J.J. Abrams just trashed Han Solo. Like, that was, like, trashing Han Solo. Yeah. Like, turn, oh... Turn him so, into a deadbeat dad. Yeah, deadbeat dad after... All after that. he went through the arc where he became, like, a man and, like, yeah, he was... Yeah, and, and like, you know, he's, he was a stand-up dude. Then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, he's a deadbeat dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he gets killed. And, yeah, and then, you know, he gets killed, whatever. Yeah, well, but okay, it's just... What, what, okay, I'll tell you, from my standpoint, mm-hmm. the reason for... All this is it's built around that Star Wars industrial complex. You have to keep your busy, busy bees working. Like and, I was saying, and, have and you have... have the template for this great, great storyline. And Disney bought it in that, saying we are going to make it as big as Harry Potter, if not worse. It's <laughs> already know, bigger because they. It's already bigger, yeah. We have now a lot more filmmakers, and. It is signatory to 
the Screen Actors Guild and no, the Directors they, they, Guild that we what keep it is making saw, movies as much as we can. Keep no, it's going. not that they got to keep people busy. It's oh. it's 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 just money, dude. Yeah, like it's money. It, it's, money it's not. They don't care about they, the people. But they but there is there's the people there. Like if you if you were hired at Lucasfilm, say the two of you were hired, you'd at be Lucasfilm, bur- you'd be working. You got you got to work a job there. You got hired. <laughs> yeah. And then they decided, you know, we're kind of people are getting burned out on Star Wars. We're going to take a three year break. Oh no way! But we can't keep paying you guys for three years that mm-hmm. we're not doing anything. Right, you're, the, you're let go. You're a freelancer. You're laid man. off. You're yeah. laid off. You're yeah. laid off. No, it's it, it and really, you were making huge money, by it, the way. It while comes you're working down to money. They're they're seeing the Marvel universe thing. But, but if you were sure. one, no, let's back up. If you were one of those guys that had the job at Lucasfilm mm-hmm. and you were making uh, five hundred thousand a year. Mm-hmm. Working at Lucasfilm, coming up with the template, and then they're going to lay you off for three years, and yep. you've already got a house that yep. you bought in Miami, and right. a house you bought in New York, in and, Malibu, and three car payments. Sure. You're going to want Lucasfilm to keep going with you, movies. You got the gravy train. You're going to want the gravy train to keep going, right? And, 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 Disney's and honestly, so let's make a let's make a Jar Jar Binks movie. That's what right. I'm saying. Let's make a Jar Jar. Let's make Binks. the backstory of Jar Jar Binks. That smells stinking with like like uh, what I was saying before though, like. I know, like, a lot of people hate on The Last Jedi, but just remember, like, there's that Star Wars community, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's, like, small yeah, compared to how big Star Wars is. Right, it's huge. So it's like, they, they sorry, like, it's not going to be what you want all the time. They're going to... I would bet yeah. you, down the road, yeah. The Last Jedi just... People who aren't big Star Wars fans mm-hmm. will like that film. I still am. I bet you they, I bet you they like well, that. Well, that's film. who I want to. I would like to talk to more because they're the people that are not posting on social media on the yeah. threads. Are the right. people that are that are just going to see Star Wars films, but they're not Star Wars community people. Well, right. well, like okay, I like hear what they thought. Like, about. like I want to hear like a, a big thing I hear is like Luke Skywalker would never go into his nephew's. Room and almost kill him. Hold on, let's back up a second. So, Luke knows his father was Anakin, Darth Vader. Right. So he knows he has the ability to tap into the dark side. Yeah. Because like when he was attacking attacking Vader and he almost killed him, mm-hmm. like he unleashed something and he knew it was there. Right. So. Go forward however many years, 25 years, whatever. He's the all-powerful being of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. He is the ultimate Jedi. And this is the whole point of the film. The whole point is Jedis maybe didn't figure it out like they thought they did. Because right. everything falls apart that, eventually. That's right? right? So, because the, the bag comes back. Um, so... If you think you're Luke and you're in and you're worried that your nephew could be the next nemesis, the next uh-huh. person to destroy the galaxy. Right. And you're there it, it, yeah, it's your nephew, but you're the almighty god and it's in your hands. You get that weight on top of you. And you you know your father fell to it. So you got to think he's, he's, he's standing there as that guy, mm. the Jedi God, right? Right. 
And then he realizes, what the fuck am I doing? The hum- the humanity comes in. That's the whole point of that scene where people are just like, Luke would never do it. He didn't fucking do it. That's the point. He yeah. didn't do it. The human side of Luke, the good guy, yeah. not good because he's a Jedi, good because he's good. You know, is the Jedi warrior probably should have killed him, but didn't. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the good Luke overtook that. And that's the whole point of that scene where like the fanboys just go, Luke wouldn't have done that. Luke never would have went in there or even consider it. No, he would have. If he actually, he's got the force, right? Super force power user. And he's feeling the darkness in that dude. Yeah. It's going to concern him. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Star Wars is about fear and conquering your fears and all these things. And fear, you know, motivates the dark side and like whatever. And and he has that in him. And maybe it was his fear, you know, like in 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 a lot of it's showing how the Jedi's like you can't have relationships, you can't be married, you can't do this, you can't have like your basic human relationships. It's like, and being, it's, a, like being a monk. Right. And it's almost showing that that's not healthy. So he's comp- compartmentalizing being the Jedi and being a person. And that's where the conflict actually comes in. That's the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Like having being run by one like deity it, yeah. it, conflicting with human, you know, emotions and human nature. Like that's the point of Star Wars and you know, like those things are silly. And that's why I think it's silly to like say that's bad that's a bad script or whatever, like a bad storyline. Like that's what's gonna keep The Last Jedi interesting. Not maybe not to the Star Wars fanboys that wanna see like whatever, but but to like regular people who wanna see story arcs like of that's what people connect to, like human humans making mistakes and right and getting up from it and like stuff like that. That's why they they like it again. Why you like Dexter? Because mm-hmm. he kills people. He doesn't want to, mm-hmm. but he has to. You know, and like he's that conflict. And you could so say he finds a way to do it in a way that's. I guess you could call it productive. Right. right. It, it's like it's it's like an addiction on right. that show. You yeah. know, they 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 paint it like it's an addiction, like something he can't handle. So he makes all these like killing bad people is just his his excuse for doing it like your excuse for drinking well i'm only yeah. drinking socially yeah. it's like no you um, you you shouldn't be drinking yeah, like I, if that's your thing you know yeah, like whatever i, I but. still like the rogue I, I, I rogue one is just a compact piece for me it's it's got great opening great structure for my my feeling because it came out of nowhere for a long time you know even though I thought they did. A, a part I thought they structure. did a brilliant job of piecing Rogue One into New Hope. Yeah, tying the two. It's kind of funky. Uh, that's that. why I think that kind of thing works. Because like, because it's kind of like, oh, it came from the scroll uh-huh. of A New Hope. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, what was the story? And it's like, it's in real time. It's like pretty much they have like her at the beginning, but yeah. it's pretty much a real time when she's an adult. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I think that's cool. It's just, it's just Plus, a it war. I like the character from the original. And, right. And the other and thing totally that, bastardizing. One thing right. that was great it was that the robot, the the robot that they introduced was uh, an interesting uh, fall guy. You know, a, a comedy relief. And I, I hadn't seen that in a long time. Everything is so. Ooh, yeah, we're so mean. We're going to do all this, and we're going to have all this. Uh, oh, C three PO was yeah. that. 
the well, originals. Well, yeah, but C-3PO wasn't really deep into the movie, you know? You know it's odd no, I'm new, talking about uh, the original trilogy. Yeah, the original, yes. But we hadn't had in a long, long time right. since... Uh, I'm just Spencer. saying. Yeah. You know what's odd with sure. the new Star Wars movies and all of them? That they've all seemed to have this one common thing mm-hmm. from Rogue One to looks like even now looking at Solo and, and looking through all the uh, the new episodes. Are they trying they to seem, do more comedy? They seem to be afraid. Well, that too. They seem to be afraid to do new alien characters that uh-huh. are principal characters right. in the storyline. Like yeah. a Chewbacca, for an yeah. example. Yeah. Or an Admiral Akbar, for example. They're not doing any new ones like that. Right. They have They have a droid, a new droid in almost every movie. Yeah. You had a BB-8. You yeah, had the, the, the he had the Rogue One uh, droid. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a new droid in this new Solo film. Is there? That's part of yeah. the, okay. this droid Han Solo has that somehow doesn't appear anymore after this uh-huh. film, which will be another interesting thing. How will they yeah. get rid of this droid? Got to get these robots out. So it's, this new droid in the Solo film is going to be the first female droid in a, a major Star Wars right. role. Right. I saw that. New robots. They have the robots. Yeah, so they got to have the robots, but they're not they're not interesting new alien characters. And I'm I've always wondered if that has something it's to that, do. It's the Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, is it That's the it. Jar Jar Binks thing? They're afraid. Are they afraid sure. of of backlash? Uh huh. They seem a little, a little scared. And that's where I think that the fanboys really ruined them because they were the ones that attacked the Jar Jar Binks. For me, yeah. I was am, so am I old, right? I'm so I... much older. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. But am boy, right? they sure did jump on that. Am I right or am I onto something with this? There has been no I, new I, alien I think it could be Jar Jar. That that could be part of it. Such a backlash. Yeah. I think. Are they not creative enough to come up with a good alien character? I, I think. I think we may. We'll probably see that in one of these next. At some point, they're going to have to do it. Well, because you know, well, again, Force Awakens. It's kind of just a rehash, right? It is rehash. And, and then, and then he had to build off that. But I, I think. I think this will end. It'll be good when nine's done. Just end it and, and get on to the new stuff. It, 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 I think there'll be a little more. There should be some some it, aliens and and whatnot. Yeah, you know, like, is that where we're invent, gonna really invent, get in some invent, good more, good? More. Is that where we're gonna really get in some good shit when we finally get to these things that are not connected to the That's episodes? That's why I like the Guardians of the so. Galaxy so much. Is because it's for me not being a comic book reader as much it's fresh that blew my mind when they say oh yeah we're gonna bring you raccoons and we're gonna give you all these cra- crazy characters and you know harken back to the 80s soundtracks okay, okay now here's my question for you guys right now are we about to see in, in the next you know not maybe not necessarily right away but no in the next five years will we see the first star wars film to actually bomb at the theaters Possibly, I mean, it depends. Like, is there just too much Star Wars out there in the atmosphere? No pun intended, but pun intended. Pun well, intended. if they keep making them all for hundreds of millions, yes, right, as a, as a moneyed but bomb. Like Rogue One, I don't think cost them as much, so it's like less of a risk. Mm-hmm. If they're smart about it, I mean. As much as I don't want to see Solo, I will see it. But as much as I don't really care about it, well, you well I you, care about it because I I think they're ruining things. Right. But, you, you you could wait for it to go to DVD. But uh, either way, um, but you know, young kids, I don't know. You know, like there's a big difference between forty three and twenty three. Like just how you grew up. 
what's important to you. You know, so they could be into the Han Solo thing. I don't know who the actor is. He might have been in like Twilight and they dug that. I, I don't know. You know, like what? It's what, all about the attachment. We were we were talking uh, before we started recording the show, and and then we bounced this idea while we've been recording about maybe the Lando film would have made more sense than doing the Han Solo film, just because it wouldn't have jacked up the Lando character. And because Lando, whatever they would have done to, to tell his arc, could have been particularly interesting to lead him into how he became. A, 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 to have his own city, yeah, and be in power. Well, his universe, his right? Own, his all, own. all while showing the world that Han Solo lived in, right? You that know, is, like he would have still had have been Han movie. Solo as a supporting character, but it wouldn't have jacked up Han Solo's character because right. you wouldn't have had to create this whole movie around the young Han Solo, right? That like, basically is jacking up the arc of the original Han moving Solo. freight, do it all the dealing yeah. with the pirates and and all that stuff. Yeah, could have totally. Did like a pirate movie mm-hmm. in space. It would have been a better movie. And and, and have Lando be the center. Right. Because yeah. Han Solo already had his arc. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. That Han Solo had his arc. Yeah. You're trying to redo the arc. Mm-hmm. But then by redoing the arc at a younger age, you're you're really screwing up the arc. The yeah, where arc. he started in A New Hope. Yeah. Like, right. And also, you have to remember, it is called Star Wars, and we're telling the story of the Star Wars universe as opposed to just singular characters. When you're watching the first three sets of Star Wars, those characters come together in those cities, in those planets, all over with all their different storylines come together as a star Wars. And now they're uh, dealing with singular character titled movies about one or two characters. And that's what bugs me. Yeah, We'll, we'll see one offs. Yeah. This is the first, I mean, well, the rogue is kind you know, of rogue, but it wasn't about someone. It was about, it was about a universe, the, the people, the crew and uh-huh, how they the got crew. the plans. But uh-huh. right. But yeah, like this is different. But we'll we'll see. This has the potential. It depends to, on how much money you're going to spend on gonna, this Star it's, Wars. It's going to come out Memorial Day it weekend. Bombs. It's going to come out Memorial Day weekend, so they're putting a lot of confidence on its shoulders. Sure, it's going to be coming it. out. Uh, I think. What's it against? It's just it's against Deadpool two. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, so and any? Uh, what about a galaxy? Huge heavy hitter. Uh, uh, what about the? There's no Guardians. No, there's no. There's no four no. Legion or something. There won't be. There's an there won't a Marvel. There's no Marvel coming. movie coming Infinity out. Infinity War will be out yeah. at some point around that time of the year, but I don't know if it's going to be the. Yeah, I think it's later. That Marvel August. movie it's is later. coming in. July. Who's got the July Fourth weekend? I, don't, I haven't. Yeah. Broke, I haven't broke. That's too far. Probably a transformer. I haven't, I haven't even got close <laughs> to breaking it down. But those are the open doors. But these these movies. I mean, the thing is, like, yeah, they got Ron Howard, but he was like, he came in late. Like, they need to package these things. Like, like Marvel's smart. Like, you got Black Panther up there. Mm-hmm. You know, they got th- that whole cast tied to Ryan Coogler, you know, did Creed, Michael B. Jordan, all those guys. Like, that's a whole package of performers and director that have worked together that, that team, have worked a team that's worked yeah, together a team that has worked and been successful and that's why Black Panther is like has hype and oh, deservingly I think, so you know, I think Ryan Coogler would have been great for Lando for Star Wars they're, they're, this is perfect they could have done they'd done the Lando film gotten Ryan Coogler to direct it That'd be great. and then had uh-huh. 
Michael B. Jordan cast as Lando Calrissian would have made a lot more sense. Now, I like I love Glover, and I think he's going to do a great job. But if you're going to make the whole film around Lando, I think you need a bigger entity, a bigger star in the acting. Yeah, I think that could have worked. I think Michael B. Jordan. I, well, yeah. guess what I'm trying to say is I think Michael B. Jordan could have carried that film. Yeah, like if you're going to do these one-off character things, you need to have like a package. And I know they tried to with Han Solo. I forget the guys they had. Mm-hmm. But it was like... They had the two guys that had worked on the 21 Jump Street. Yeah, that's what it was. But it's, those are comedies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they were kind of going that route a little bit, and that's why they got fired. Well, they're doing that with the Game of <laughs> they're, they're doing that with the Game of Thrones, um, the, with the movie, the trilogy they're going to make because they're going to come in with all their people. I would assume. Yeah, the Game sure. of Thrones, is, uh, the 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 show is kind of on the go out. So and hopefully gonna... Disney will stay out of their way and let them do the stories and the way they want to do them and not. Yeah, that was their deal. They they're not doing it until the Game of Thrones are, are over. Yeah, they're they're going to do that. They were going to originally do that. The series for HBO, but I think it got canned. Yeah. Where it was going to be telling the, the what if the Confederates had won the uh, Civil War, yeah, and, yeah. and if slavery had continued. But it was getting so much controversy uh, that they, so they, they had a blowback. They, they yeah, they, they had a blowback, and they canceled that show. So now they're going to. I think we talked about that. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a series. It sounds like a one show thing. Yeah, I don't know how that would have how they would have done that. It would have been weird, and that's big. That's kind of become a big thing now. Are these History Are they being affected re- by the internet and its discussion, you think? Well, the internet, you know, maybe it has power sometimes. You sometimes. know, the one time the power of the internet really did get what they wanted yeah. was they had a big internet campaign to get Betty White to host Saturday, oh, Saturday Night yeah. Live. Okay. And that was successful. Well, but then they tried again with another person later and Saturday Night Live said, okay, that's enough. We're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. we're, we're not going to do it again. They're like, yeah, it, it, you know, honestly, like they just saw, okay, Betty White. The internet's asking, but really she probably she probably was a fringe. Like oh, they probably had it. Like Laura Michaels was probably like it'd be kind of cool that Betty White. I wish we had a reason to bring her on. You know, like right. like it probably wasn't like. A, so she went viral, right? Then they had a re- well. You know what the other one was? So that brings more eyeballs to the screen. The second one, the second one was to get George Takei. There was a campaign for a while. They mm. thought, well, okay, we got Betty White on. Yeah, let's get. So they Jordan. tried to get George Takei, and that yeah. one that was the one where Saturday Night Live was like, we're not going to allow. Outside people decide, D- dictate, dictate yeah. which is kind of bogus because they do they let popularity yeah, they decide. Sure. So it's the same thing, but they did they, they said we're taking the power away from the internet on this one. We're not. Yeah, gonna- they have they they have their the way they do things, and I, I can respect that. I mean, it's all, it's usually if someone's got a movie they're promoting or they got a hot movie that's out. Yeah. They or a hot TV they're show a hot that's comedian. out. They're a hot whatever. comedian. They right. want to get the hottest the hottest people out sure. on the show. Someone making a comeback that we haven't seen, like yeah, Dave Chappelle. Comeback. They want to get them on. Okay, it's we got a comeback or a blowdown. Yeah, and speaking of <laughs> uh, speaking of blowdowns, yeah, blow or blowbacks. All right, old buddy. Yeah, the blowback. I've got the segment, the infamous segment. Oh, no. Here we go. Known as agree or disagree. God. For Paul Nye and Kirk O'Matic. The shit is getting real. Oh, yes, things getting serious. Dude, did you hear what I said? The shit just got real. But before we hit that, I want to talk about something related to you guys. And what is that? Kirk O'Matic is going to be on... The CNN Network, correct? That's correct. In the Patty Hearst story. Yes. Which is actually already out. I don't think my mic's working. <laughs> now, your, your mic, unfortunately, is working. Yes. 
Seth, the judge. For for better or or worse or worse, it's working. Okay. You're the judge in the Patty Hearst story, aren't you? I am the judge. Here come the judge. Now this is a is this a three parter or four parter? Six part thing on S- CNN. Is it over six weeks? I believe so. Like one episode on a week. Sundays or something like that. It's I don't a know. regular ongoing show. Yeah. CNN does these docudrama kind of things yeah. where they do reenactments, and I was a part of the reenactment. And scenes. you're the judge, right? I'm the judge. You're the Looney Tunes crack, uh, crack And pipe, I look like the judge, judge that's in the, the documentary kind of docudrama. In the original of. Petty Hearst, like real life, they had a judge that yeah. looked like you. So they the casting no, was... They cast me because I looked like them. And, I, I, and I, it came out of nowhere, actually, because somebody knew me, and they sent my picture to these, wow. these casting people. Who's and casting? Says, uh, the people were casting was uh, Brock Allen, I think. And then uh, they said, hey, Kirk, you want to play a judge in this thing? And I said, sure. We, uh, what day you want me? <laughs> now, is this the... Is this the uh, same people behind that did the OJ people versus OJ? Yes, it is the same. Uh, uh, it was a twelve man crew. Yeah. It was extremely fast. I got there at seven, uh, you know, and we shot down there in Buddha in one of these uh, uh, courthouses, and they yeah, and they recreated. They, made they it look recreate like, all these recreation scenes. They made it look like they were really in California and courthouse. The, and the and the girl that plays the the Patty Hearst had to cue. She had to cry on cue, and it was. It was a heartfelt thing. And I'm standing there saying, all you got to do, I'll, I'll, I'll just knock her. <laughs> you know, and it was good. They what? put some little tear on her eye and made it, made it all, all kind of fakey real kind of thing. The, uh, so the voiceover, the, how it works is that they will do all the voiceover of the original characters. Mm-hmm. And that's Narrate, what narrating the story, narrating the scene with the the real live people that are still alive, like the real judge, the real uh, court administrator, mm-hmm. the, the the lawyers involved, as well as I think they have some clips of Patty Hearst. Yeah, it's as like well. documentary stuff. Are you going to get a car? We're going to see a courtroom sketch of your version of the judge in the do- in the. Uh, you will see. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm there. Some of those come out, along. Some of those uh, hopefully. Out, some of those I don't know. I'm. You guys got to record it so I can see it. Some of those courtroom sketches come out pretty ridiculously funny. I want to see what that looks like <laughs> if they do your courtroom sketch. Oh, man. If they, Cause they, mean, the raw footage of this is really funny. They I had mean, the we one, were all uh, just uh, hamming it up there. They had that one where they made uh, the, the, the Taylor Swift, and there was one of Tom Brady when he was in court for his... Uh-huh. His, yeah, they uh, made them all ugly. They made them all ugly. Oh, wow. So I really want to see what see. they end up doing with yours. They no. end up like, like CNN did this. They end up looking like caricatures. Oh well, I yeah. didn't. I have like, seen but, it, but really funny. They end up becoming memes. Or, no, this is this CNN thing. This is serious stuff. This is a, they do this for all kinds of stories. Well, look for Kirkamatic <laughs> on the. It's going to be less than two second blips. Sunday nights. Sunday nights on Nine CNN Central. Nine, it's, yeah. yeah, it started this week. Yeah, it's Patty Hearst story. And this is probably pretty pretty good because the team behind the People versus OJ gotten a lot of awards for well, the people. If you record, you, if you record it, I'm going to put some uh, pictures of it on on my Facebook. Now, isn't the story that they they went to the guy after he made People versus OJ and it was such a huge hit, mm-hmm. they got such huge ratings and right. it was highly acclaimed with all the awards. Right. And they and said, they you, said can do, you, you can do you can do anything you want. And he had this already in line. And he said, this is what I want to do. I want to do her story. Yeah. And they said. Go for it. Yeah. Now I I didn't ever meet him. They had a uh, uh, had a different director and a crew it was mm-hmm. very fast. It was come in do real it. They, they shot for a couple of weeks and they did all over. You know they they recreated uh, the the bank thing in in uh, Taylor and uh, yeah. Lockhart and all that. So it was yeah. pretty cool. How was craft services? Are they better now? Craft services was excellent. What'd you have? Uh, we had this really nice. Uh, Oh, souffle Chinese. I've eaten some thing. pretty good meals. I've eaten this some pretty good really, craft service meals. This is really great. 
Yeah. I mean, we didn't have big trucks of it. It wasn't a big truck thing. It yeah. was, uh, trust me, it was like homegrown uh, craft services and lunch and the dinner. Man, best craft services. Probably, I did this this film, Green Ghost, uh-huh. down in um, Lockhart. Is that pretty Robert good. Rodriguez? Uh, yeah, his, his cousin. Uh, we, we we had like, they had like this food truck and you could pretty much get anything you wanted. Uh, and then, um, wow. The, yeah, the right. guy would make whatever you wanted. And then, um, wow. Uh, my all American in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Well, the catering yeah. was off, off the charts. But in the morning, they yeah, had you were a crew. I was the, not. They had an <laughs> yeah. They had an omelet bar. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, oh you that. could get you anything you wanted, Alexander. man. Every morning. Oh, I hated you. I love omelet oh, bars. Oh, I could yeah. see it. He it was Steve over it there. It was delicious. And he'd come over. Hey, look at this, man. I'm getting this. I'd get, oh, I'd get up anytime, anytime early. Chive. It was beautiful. Man, we had some uh, I worked background on- crap. <laughs> Here, here's some chips and an apple. Yeah, right. <laughs> I worked on a student film, a guy at UT, and they brought in Black's Barbecue one time. Oh, that, really? oh the works. Oh, that was man. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. When they just buy stuff, it's good. Sometimes yeah. on the smaller uh, projects, when they really have, they want to fewer people. They thank, just buy. So because they're not paying you, they want to thank you in another way. Uh-huh. They bring you some really good stuff. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, I was lurk- I was working on Transformers down in Lockhart, and mm-hmm. and the the owner to Black's came over and saw the set yeah he, said, he asked what, yeah. what was going on and i said hey you guys should, should be catering that yeah. day we had mexican food and the uh-huh. next day we had he, he went over and talked to uh, uh, you know uh game is Michelle or somebody mm-hmm. uh, it was a coordinator and uh-huh. we had blacks and, and uh, you got uh, that done oh you yeah made that deal i said you we gotta get catering black i mean we're in the central part of, <laughs> of what's that barbecue down Lost there in the, man Lost yeah in the sun, Lockhart right? and you're smelling barbecue coming you, from five and i think it lost the sun too oh was that were you on that i only got a uh, half a day i was in the restaurant thing and you you got actually a part yeah i was in i was driving in yeah it. you lucky dog. i mean anyone that's been to lockhart knows <laughs> like just me and josh whatever yeah. what's his name josh um josh 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 can't remember yeah josh josh by gosh Demel. yeah yeah. Anybody's been in Lockhart? No, you're still. He, he, he was married to uh, Fergie. Fergie? Yeah. yeah. Fergie came oh. over to the set. Fergie oh, was there Fergie's too. Husband. Yeah, Fergie's, Fergie's husband. Fergie's husband. Josh Dumel. 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 That he, movie came out and it was okay, but it was not, you know, it's like a TV Transformer movie. guy. He's in the Taco Bell commercial right now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About I, the Taco I, Bell I saw, fries. I saw that. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Oh, I didn't see that. I was like, oh, that's what's his face. Yeah. It was a Super Bowl commercial, I believe. Oh, yeah. I will say. I was like, that's Fergie's husband. He's really, really cool guy. I hate to be known as Fergie's husband. Hey, I would love to be known as Fergie's husband. I don't mind yep. that. Yeah. He was really cool. And Fergie him. was there with their kid. Yeah. And like they were all nice. And she would just yeah. hang out. Yeah. Um, Very nice. Because he's from Texas. So mm-hmm. like his grandfather was there. Yeah. It I was like, that, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, uh, it, it was, it was small. But like yeah. that day I had to drive a truck and like, yeah. I didn't know what was, what was going to happen. But uh-huh. like I had to like speed on set. Right. Like all the crew was lined. I had to pull up behind him. Yeah. Lay on the horn and then like Move rip away. Yeah, that's. And cool. I was like, it was "You like sure? Uh, you sure you want me to do that?" It's a breakaway. It was a robbery, right? Robbery no. scene? No, no. I yeah. I was just being a dick. Yeah. I like he was in front of me, not going fast enough because uh-huh. he was like looking at something, huh. and I like just floored it. Like, <laughs> like I had like just this little lane to get through the the um the cat the the wow. crew. And I was like, you're really letting me do this? Yeah, wow. Like, I was wow. like, 
okay. They're like, yeah, just do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ew. I love it when they're they're smaller crews. You get better food, and it's you know you're only two or three people on, and it's just moving groove. It's yeah. a lot more fun. Yeah, it's a lot more fun, isn't it? Okay, now let's talk about Paul. Paul Nye. Meanwhile, next week yes. is going to be by well by the time this shows out, it'll be just a day or day or few few days away. But on the exact date, it's going to be out on HGTV. the twenty first, twenty first, nine o'clock, nine o'clock central. Central, 10 Eastern. Yep. <laughs> you guys sound like corporate TV. He's, he's ready. He's ready. And it's going to be on HDTV, the show House Hunters. House Hunters, yes. Uh, the name of the show is Space for Five Pets in Austin, Texas. Oh, my God. Oh, that, oh, yes. Yes, Space for Five Pets yeah. in Austin, Texas. And This yeah. is the show where they take you to three houses to choose from yeah, we while go to, you're house hunting. Yes, we go to three houses and... We kind of check them out. We go with our realtor, it's my wife and I, and mm-hmm. and yeah. And then at the end, we pick a house. Yeah. How, now many, was, how many cats do you have? Four cats and a dog. And a now, dog. They totally direct you on the show, don't they? I mean, it's it's reality TV, but I mean, they're telling you you need to be more excited, or do they tell you you need to be the? Do they? I mean, you, they let you decide whether you like a house or not, though, don't they? Yeah. I, I mean, here's how it goes. So, the process starts with. An application you, mm-hmm. you, you send in, right? And then if they like that, they like your pictures and all that stuff, they interview you mm-hmm. to see if you're worth auditioning. Right. And then you audition. And then you audition again. And this is all on Skype, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they kind of walk you through it. Like I've been, I've been through a few of these. Yeah. I've, got, I've, been, I've made it all the way... To literally network executive desk on three different shows, and have been then then would would end up past getting a pass. Well, so yeah, come so close. I, I can get to the the very end, but then I get knocked out. Well, we were pretty lucky. We had this woman um, that she really liked us because what they do, they have like they cast a net of producers to go find couples, right? Mm-hmm. And. And so she was interviewing us, and, and it kind of worked like this. She she would interview. She interviewed us. Oh, okay, yeah, I like you guys. Whatever. Yeah, we're, we're gonna. She's like, we're most likely gonna bring you back for an audition. Okay, cool. And then we get to the audition, and it's all Skype. And she walks you through all the questions, mm-hmm. and then, and then they they record it and they show it to like the executive big big wig you know and she cuts it up and makes it look all cool i never saw it but like you know and she she makes you look good like she's walking you through she wants you to get it you know so but i mean i could see some producers not being that thorough Mm -hmm. you know you know like i I could totally see that so you know and and we kind of fit the the austin stereotype you know like I play music and she do, she teaches yoga and we have tattoos. Uh-huh. We get a bunch of cats, you know. Like it just, you know, it's what we do. But so I, I think we were they really were pulling for us, uh-huh. you know. So but are you gonna get that royalty check? Come around May. <laughs> no, there's no royalty check. We already got paid for it. Yeah, and it, it's you mind us saying how much you get paid to be on? Oh, uh, it's it, it was five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks for everybody. How, but what's That's your what's correct, your commitment though. to it? How many day, how many lunches? hours or days? It, it was well, you know, it, it worked out pretty well. Um, as I've said, I work on film or whatever. So we got in there. It was us and our actual our actual um, realtor, and, and the realtor has some 
experience being on like his YouTube show and stuff. So, so like we worked fast. Like our days were supposed to be nine to six. They came in for three days and then they came in a couple weeks later for a two day wrap up. We did our last house and the wrap up, but yeah, man, we were, we were done by lunch pretty much every day. Like we just flew through everything. And, and you were already tech savvy. You already knew. Well, well, we knew like how to move it along. Like, yeah. like we didn't take a lot of takes. We knew how to like be on camera and stuff. So it, it, it was helpful in yeah. the production. And it, it, and like you were, you were asking like, do they direct us? And yeah, yeah, they sure do. Like when we have those interviews and the auditions, they ask us all kinds of questions. And then the director writes up like a script essentially. Mm-hmm. And then she'll be like, our director, Stacy, she was like, okay, you know, start there and then w- walk towards the house. Like, you know, give us our, you know, like kind of like walk us through it and um, block us and, and all that. And, and then she, she'd be like, talk about this. Remember, you like craftsmen and you like bungalows and you don't want this and remember we're far away from your work right and she'll just like all the things we already said but kind of like tell us and then let us take do a take to remind you so you don't go rogue and all of a sudden decide right part of them mm-hmm. part of them like signing us on was our storyline you know yeah. so like she's reminding you and the first take she just lets you kind of go with like the little reminders. Mm-hmm. Then the next one, she'll be like, remember, talk about this. And then the third take, if you get to the third take, it'll be like, say it like this. Try this. You they, know, they really want to paint the picture with a big stroke. Oh, yeah. There, the is, there is a narrative mm-hmm. for me, for my wife. And it's funny, like, because I've done film, I think like, if we're just smart, by the end... Like, at the beginning, you, you don't want to say all the house hunter cliches, you know? Like, uh-huh. oh, I went up in floor plan. Oh, you know, like all that stuff, right? So, but by the end, you're just saying it. You're just, you're we just dove into the cliches because we yeah. know that's what they wanted. Like, right. I really want to host. I want to be able to host at my home. Right. I want a bigger, I need a bigger dining space uh, and I need an open Yeah, we, we want this to entertain. And it's funny because my wife and I are like, introverts like we, we don't entertain and, and were you saying it though before it was over with uh i don't know if we went that every, far it's on every show oh, absolutely how, how important it is for them to entertain right uh you, you know I, I don't know if we went that far but we definitely started saying other things always with like a wink and a nod and a smirk like just laughing and like the, by the end the crew was laughing like they're like right. yeah we know you, you know like whatever right it's, well i think you're giving those people back there in california the options in editing it's all about yeah. Uh, sure. Plugging their their vision of the film, of their show. Right. It, it, the, the the funniest, most interesting part of it for me was um, hearing what the big old white guy executive back in in um, Culver City or whatever's take on us were, was. You know. Right. And the director told us she she was just like, you know, she's like, oh yeah, it was funny when I first heard about you guys. The guy was like. Yeah, did you find the cute couple with all, with too many cats? <laughs> you know, like tattoos <laughs> and too many cats. Right. Yeah, it was just, it's just all the, about the vision. Just being like described in like such a like 
like simplified way. Like, you know, we're all people, but like to them, it's like you're just a couple with the cute couple sure. with tattoos and cats. Right. It was just like, this yeah. is going to work perfect for us. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was the marching band guy with the cats and the tattoos yeah. and the yoga chick. Like, it was, it was like chick. as simple as that. It was just like, oh, that's well, that's, they, that's so awesome. That's they what we that. are. Yeah, they want to. They want to. That, that's how they can sell it and market it. Yeah, they like me because I had a weird job. They liked her because uh-huh. she did yoga, sure. you know, and sure. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, that's so cool. But yeah, that's that. And that's on Wednesday, February twenty first at nine p.m. Central on Whoa. HG Television. We'll be all tuning in to our iPhones on that day. Tune Don't in. miss it. Yeah. Be there. <laughs> Must see TV. Be there. Be there, fool. Oh, my God. Be there, fool. Like Mr. T back in the 80s That's on, right. on NBC. Be there, fool. Uh, one thing I didn't get to say about the solo trailer we were watching earlier, visually, it's very stunning. And visually, sure. really? it's visually to me, it's Blade Runner meets Star Wars. Oh, really? Costuming, the design, but everything else we talked about. Yeah, it looks That brings Arkin, up a good point. Our concerns I, I think that the, the Blade Runner thing jumped the shark. Because it, it took too long and too many script iterations, and, and that's why I have a, a problem with the latest Blade Runner. But a lot of people love that. And, but oh, I love tw- I love twenty forty nine. I had some problems with it. it. It didn't really get into the detective side well, like we had with the, the original ha- uh, Harrison Ford. One thing you won't have to worry about with twenty forty nine is saturate or Blade Runner. You won't have to worry about saturation of Blade Runner. This is it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I mean it that is. was it. Because it basically, I mean it's over the top. Basically, they. They made that they followed in the footsteps of the original with 2049, and they made another movie that didn't uh, do well at the box office. So it's going to become a cult. But they but but they made a terrific film. It's a terrific film, but it didn't do well at the box office. But the only thing I'll say about it that was kind of disappointing was that they did the family thing again. Right. Like I feel like that's just such a lazy story arc. It's a cliche. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's why you know. The last shit, I I was glad Ray is nobody's child. Well, at least yeah. for now. Yeah. Until you well, I mean, JJ might tur- turn it, but like honestly, I really think that the fanboy thing. I I don't I don't think they're. I mean, they might with JJ. JJ's all about that, but I I feel like that's they're still the minority. They're all over the internet, yeah. but like everyday life, like yeah. You you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. You're on the, you you kind of work from home a lot, and mm-hmm. and so do I and Kurt. Like yeah. so, we have this time. Like I spend time on the internet. Mm-hmm. I I do, but like people who just wake up, go to work, all this they they don't they don't know about all this. They don't yeah. they don't know about That's like true. That's true. You know these people on on online, like I don't know like Jenny Nicholson and and people like that like in Emergency Awesome and all these different things like. Do they watch these things? Probably not. I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I'm like in touch with it. Like I know what's going on. But you know, generally, maybe JJ won't follow that because I feel like. Well, I like it that they shake it up. Well, Rotten Tomatoes. You know, like yeah. the Last Jedi got well, least, really good ratings by the critics. With, with critics, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you know, like ninety something. Yeah, percent. but the fans. Mm-hmm. But they also said just a bunch of the fanboys. Just you can vote multiple times on there. Oh, that's, no, a pro- that's, that's a problem. That should, that's, that's a problem. Not the wrong. Yeah, all you got to do is problem. refresh, and you can vote no, again. Don't do that. That's a fundamental problem. And they're saying that's like what happened. The I don't. They like need. That. They need to fix. They have not fixed that yet. They, do, they do. I haven't looked at it in a long time. I don't know if it's like kind of balanced out since mm-hmm. like the first couple of weeks, but 
yeah, you know, well, we'll see what happens. You know, like I, I feel like the Last Jedi gives us some hope. You know, like I, I, I yeah. feel like just in filmmaking mm-hmm. with these things, like. I feel like he he tried to make a film like the characters mattered, you know, like challenging. Even Poe Dameron challenged, you know, he was a hot shot, mm-hmm. and that blew up in his face. And then he had to rethink how he does things, mm-hmm. you know. Like everyone, everyone failed, everyone was challenged, and you know, I think like I think that's a good thing going forward. So hopefully, you know. Like we kind of talked about downstairs, um, yeah. I mean, maybe all this stuff moves to television, moves to streaming. Yeah, yeah we were talking about the Disney streaming. Channel. With the real issue there was a lot of the good content is going to streaming television right now. It's, it's where their money is. A lot of the movie theaters are being occupied with these blockbuster films mm-hmm. on multiple screens. And you can't live off of that. And that and well, that's what the theaters are are doing because they've got to do it to to stay in business. Yeah. And so the small films are the ones that are being, or the the middle they're films, being co-op. The mid the midway films are the ones that don't have a home, and they're going. So they're, those writers, those directors, are right. taking their stories to television, right? And that's well, what, they see a lot of stuff going to the cable, and now it's that cable is turning into. And streaming. a lot of money is being pumped in to mm-hmm. content to drive to to from to, Amazon. To that's where the, the money is coming from. We got Meryl Streep doing television that's projects. Great. So you look like. Disney's going to have their own streaming network. And yeah. they're already arguing and, against and, that on, on Netflix because Netflix is saying they want to hold on to all those Disney movies. Yeah. Well, they can't. And it's, it. I mean, that's just the way it's going. It's like the CW has the CW seed. Yeah. So they're going to have all all their DC stuff on there. Only? There's CBS uh, is that, online. That's a streaming only? That's CWC? Yeah. That's I can't streaming. see it on TV. Now that's free, yeah, though. It, they're doing it free right that's now. That's free they're right on, now. They're, they're introduced they as free. On TV? All the Marvel movies will be on the Disney. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, like... Is that a, a VOD or is that streaming on demand? Or what is that exactly? Do I have to pay to, in order yeah, to get Yeah, you pay like a portal? monthly. A monthly, okay. Yeah. Uh, just like Netflix. Uh, you know, I think it's great, like, honestly, for filmmaking to have more... Because... You, you know, yeah, like, pe- people compare it to music, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a musician my whole life, pretty much, you know, and, but that's different. Like, music, we had different outlets. Like, you, we could play shows all over the place. We could, you know, like. And you've got a show coming up, you, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. May. May. Moody Theater. Um, pretty excited. But, yeah, but we, um, yeah, like, we had different outlets, you you could play and sure now you could say streaming you could get it out to millions it's like yeah but then it saturates and like whatever fine but films yeah you had different festivals yeah that's it mm-hmm. but then your your film was probably never getting in the theater right yeah but now you got YouTube I I think the options in film it, and plus they kind of learned from music I think are cool. Like I think these these networks that aren't run by Clear Channel and they can do different things, I think it's opening up a whole new world that's good. You know, where you know, hopefully I mean Clear Channel might own all these streaming networks at some point. They might. They Kinda might. like I mean you may or may not know this, but like the record labels who that are dying. Yeah. No. 
They all own they own Spotify and shit. Mm-hmm. So they're making all the money again. You know, like the second they blew that, they went in and they're like, "Fine, then we'll buy you." That's what wow. happened. That's what happens. Like Facebook, who's been kind of the established of right. social media, the establishment of social yeah. media. They they take they see something hot take off like Instagram. Yeah. And they they say, "We'll we'll buy it. We'll mm-hmm. buy you because right. we see that you're hot. We want your your platform, your technology, everything's right. going in and your create and your creativity yeah. to input into our platform and then we also want to buy you right. so you don't surpass us." Right. We can take it But over. there is no other Facebook. That's the problem. It's like it, it's well, a Well, Inst- Instagram became the next big thing after yeah. Facebook. Well, the but big monster is Google. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, can yeah. I go- can I have my social network on Google and yeah. do the whole same thing Google's as Facebook? Got control- Google's got Google yeah, owns everything. They own everything. They they and then Amazon too. Amazon yeah. sees something take it off. They need they needed a comp- something to compete with right. the Instacarts for for food delivery. Yeah. Let's buy Whole Foods. Right. Then yeah. we have that as a as a resource and to pull from. Theater. But but as much they're as that's annoying, like well, they had the studio. They're I, I still too. like Google and Amazon. <laughs> you know, like, well, I, I order, for now, I'm ordering the heck out of Amazon Prime. I yeah. use that. Sure, I, I have the Google phone. Like it's great. I ordered a beard trimmer the other day off of Amazon just to have a beard trimmer delivered yeah. to my house. You have beer? Beard. Where's the beer? I, yeah, I ordered a beard trimmer. Yeah. It trims the beer from yeah, your. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come over and get some beer. You can but order, Amazon but, Prime. But you can order. Can be- I get a twelve pack of Coors? You could definitely order a twelve pack of Coors from yeah. from Amazon. This this is a commercial yeah. for Amazon Prime right now. Yeah. Sure, it's like the best deal. Out of any deal, yeah. well, ninety nine well, bucks a year. Well, here's you the get deal. music, you get video, yeah. you get pretty much free. To, and, and I know why they do it because yeah, I'm on my app all the time buying shit I don't need. Right, but it's easy. It's just easy. It's easy. But I also have some willpower. Yeah. I'm sure there's people who don't. Yeah, and it's what easy. they're counting on, really. Right, but it's it's great. Super I mean, convenient. My willpower is my my bank check account balance. <laughs> sure. Is how much more money do I have left? You can just get a new right. credit card, there, Dad. Yeah, Micah. Where, helps. Where's that? Uh, where's that Amazon de- uh, credit card? You know the thing. The thing with Amazon is is why it be- is beating re- the hell out of retail. It's beating the shit out of retail right now. Yeah, okay. I needed. I was in a pinch. I had two gigs coming up the week that I had computer problems, yeah. and I had to go get new turntables, new yeah. DJ controllers. So I did all my research online to get all the information I needed. And then you were the, damn. Then I tried. No, I tried to go to Guitar Center because it's just down the. It's just down the street. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Guitar Center. Yeah. They had everything you wanted to see sure. on display. Yeah. As it, like it was a show showroom. Like Best Buy. But, but then when I would ask, hey, I would like to see if you have this in stock. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any of the ones that of all the things they were displaying. Uh-huh. They didn't have any of them in stock. Yeah. yeah. And they couldn't get them for me earlier than five to and seven. Amazon could get it right to I your went front home. door. No, I went home. I pull up Amazon. Yeah. The three inter- the, the three DJ turntables I was looking at yeah. were all available. One day delivery without charging me th- anything additional. Do you ever? Um, they could have it to my house in twenty four hours. Do you ever use Sweetwater? I've used Sweetwater. Yeah, they're great, man. They're great. You talk music. to Nick at Sweetwater, man. Like, yeah. been working with those guys since the nineties. Like, they will hook you up. You can buy something. If I needed a new guitar and amp, yeah. I could go buy it, no interest, pay for it in like three or four years, That's and just awesome. pay like twenty bucks a month until it's paid off, no interest, wow. and they're they're great, man. Like, but the thing is, they changed um, guitar centers, like how they do things now. Guitar center offers that too because of Sweetwater. They're trying to compete with Sweetwater. Yeah, right. What they're doing? Yeah, I know. The, I don't know who you're talking about. I've talked to those guys. I've, I ordered a, a gig bag. Um, 
from them. So I've talked, I've, or, I've done orders with them as well. So another thing that I've done orders with as well, on it's a terrible segue, to worse, <laughs> yeah, is, is. is agree or disagree. Oh, yes. let's, let's order that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll That's do a small, time. we'll do I'm small payment, we'll do small payments I'm month, discreet each month. The shit is getting real. Oh, yes, things getting serious. Dude, did you hear what I said? The shit just got real. Kirk's just like, bah, humbug to it all. Oh, sure. Number, number uno, uno number one. Numero uno. On agree or disagree, for you, Kirk Hunter and Paul Nye, back to Star Wars. It looks like the long-awaited Obi-Wan Kenobi movie could be filming in Ireland next year, which is interesting because I would have expected him to be in Tatooine in the timeline so I don't know how they end up in Ireland, but maybe that's before he ends up in Tatooine. He's in he's in a different setting. Uh, makes you wonder. Maybe he's back where the uh, the Jedi Temple is, where Luke was. Right. That could be maybe where he is. He's that's at. It's a foreshadowing. Yeah. It's been discussed to death at this point about an Obi Wan Kenobi Obi Wan movie, but it seems like an inevitability that at some point Lucasfilm is going to pull the trigger on and make a Star Wars standalone movie centered on Obi Wan with Ewan McGregor. Okay, reprising his role as a legendary Jedi from the prequels. Now a new report, this is going to be crazy, a new report claims that location scouting for the movie was being conducted recently in Belfast by none other than motherfucking George Lucas. Which is another rather interesting development. Sure. Do you agree or disagree, Kirk Hunter... And Paul Nye, that George Lucas will be directing the Obi One standalone film. No. What do you think that's about? The rumor that he was scouting. It, it may be that he's scouting, but he will not be directing. Why would he? He's care? a hands-on executive producer. Why? He, he doesn't he, want to get up at four o'clock. He said that many times. Do you think he's executive producing the news? Yes, he's probably executive producing with the, the caveat with Disney. And Lucasfilm. I, w- I would think he's probably part of it, but I think he knows like he's directing isn't and, his bread and, and butter. And he can't he can't write. He so he, he kind of admitted that after the 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 yeah, prequels. The prequels yeah. yeah, he was kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah, I probably should have. He direct he directed it, another film or two before, after the prequels, didn't it's, he? It, it's he all, had the film with the pilots. It's all yeah. in this article, man. I'm telling you, it's all in there. It says. It, it, he just doesn't like it, but he does like to do the Spielberg thing. He executive produces, and he kind of he he suggests these things, and he'll go on location and he'll do his thing. Do you think maybe it was something tied in with Ewan McGregor because he, he worked with him on the prequels that Could maybe they, they they had? He's still a consultant. These are Lucas films under well, the heading of Disney. He, he did show up. It was confirmed. That's market. I mean, it was confirmed that he spent a day on the set. During the solo shooting sure. with uh, Ron Howard, and yeah. then he actually had some input because he's been with Ron Howard on those uh, Dark Crystal thing. Or well, I mean, Willow, that's, Willow. yeah, that's his. I mean, that was yeah. his uh, mentor, George Lucas. Yeah, you got to have your friends on the set, man. Mm-hmm. So you uh, disagree on him directing, though, both of you? Yeah, I disagree. Oh, yeah. He, possibly, him possibly executive producer, though. Yeah, I think he. I think he's. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he's part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of directors. Another no, directors can't be. Directors. Warner Brothers number two. Warner Brothers has released a new poster for the highly anticipated anticipated Ready Player One, which is shaping up to be one of the spring's biggest box office hits. Like the previously released footage before it, this poster offers a taste of '80s nostalgia. You know, with the DeLorean appearing in the poster, 
Do you agree or disagree that this this most highly anticipated film is going to be the biggest of 2018? Biggest film of 2018. No, I, I disagree. It will be what, the biggest. What's the name of Ready it? Player One with oh. Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah, Spielberg, yeah. The VR. Uh-huh, the VR. Te- it's no, based, on, saw, based did, off the book. Now, did I see some... Uh, did I see clips? Did it's I based see? off the book. Did it's I see a trailer already? The, the biggest film of Is the there year? A trailer? I don't think it'll be the biggest. You don't think it's going to do it? No. Okay. no. Yeah, Ready Player One, just to jog your memory, it's this yeah. one. Spielberg. Oh, and those guys were locals. It's uh, the, the, awesome. the, the, the guy that wrote the book. Yeah. He actually lives here in this neighborhood, yeah. and he drives a DeLorean. Yeah. He's got a real DeLorean. My name's Wade Watts. My dad picked that name because it sounded like a superhero. It'll be a big ago. movie, but like I don't Peter think it's going to be the biggest. Bruce Banner. But he died. It I doesn't have the, the, my mom the characters for it. Yeah, this is and Spielbergian gadgetier. It's Columbus, Ohio, 2045. Yeah, this is nothing but a, 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 a Raiders no of Blade Runner rip. <laughs> Nowhere. Dystopian toy boy Except out there. Look at that. I mean, come on. No, I want to see it. Oh, yeah, I want to see it, but... It's got some video game stuff in there, which is going to be a virtual universe. Yeah, the gamer thing is yeah. it's a thing. Not my thing, but it's a big thing. What is it? Uh, what is that People Time Warp the movie with the Oprah Winfrey in it? It's coming. A Warp in Time. Oh, a Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in Time. It looks like that. I think they're doing a lot of this. Yeah. So I, I disagree. It's not going to be the biggest thing, but it will be. be it'll be Spielberg. Oh, it'll be big. It's a big film, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, well, what beats it? If, if, if what's it's be, what's bigger than Ready Player One? Well, what what what's the time? The re- release release date. This film is March. Or oh, April. Gosh, I read the the release date before. It's, this it's just I, I just don't think the spring spring. I just don't think the spring. subject I matter. Spring. I don't think the subject matter has a wide appeal. Yeah. I think it has an appeal to people yeah. who are gamers, it, gamers, or VR maybe sci-fi people. folk. Mm-hmm. But like, I, yeah, like uh, I, I, I feel like it's Spielberg, pretty niche group. The Spielberg and the '80s nostalgia, yeah. though, that'll bring in a different. I think it'll bring in people, but I don't think it'll bring in the masses. The big one is Alita with James Cameron no. and Robert Rodriguez. Well, I'm sorry, it, will, it won't be. It won't be the big one. Now, will be. It might be really good and yeah. awesome, but I don't know if it's gonna be like the yeah, big, be big, big film. Is it Deadpool two or Infinity War? Maybe the biggest. Well, I think yeah. Deadpool two is gonna be big. Um, It'll gross bigger than the first. There'll one. be there'll be something that sure, pops out. the The big 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 movie, it, it's going to be something you it's know, like look like La La Land. You know, like it's going to be something like that. Yeah, out of the blue, a new yeah. product, something completely that we're not talking about right, right. now. Right. Okay. That we'd have to. Really it won't be one of these blockbuster like Wonder Woman two. Well, this film is is a new thing because it's off a book. It's not a sequel. Right. Think, finally, something is not a. sequel. Oh yeah, I'm excited about that. I just think yeah. the mass appeal will be. Tough, you know, and I'm yeah. I'm like a sci-fi well, guy. I'm not, but I'm not a gamer. Out there, but I want to see it. Huh? Maybe there's just too much sci-fi out there. I'm always fine for more sci-fi. Yeah, me too. Bring it on, especially real sci-fi. It, yeah. Again, tie back to Star Wars, like the Last Jedi. Like sci-fi is like social commentary 101, right? Like, uh-huh. uh, like most of it is. Yeah, and, and that's what I liked about the Last Jedi. Okay, enough of that. But like, yeah. I think I I think it looks cool. I want I want to see it, but oh, yeah, I, I just it. the mass appeal. I I don't know. I'm I'm but I'm very interested in the Wrinkle of Time because they have Wrinkle many, of Time. I could see cars. that blowing up because yeah. it has superstar power. Mm-hmm. It, it's also a book from people's childhoods, mm-hmm. and 
and that could be probably not the biggest thing, but I bet it's up there. Big. It could be, it could be, be really good. But it's, and big. now yeah. is it in competition with that uh, Natalie Portman in the uh, Annihilation? Because that has got a real strong uh, mm-hmm. effects-driven. It's Annihilation. Is that um, Christopher yeah. Nolan? I think so. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to look that up. I'm not. That's uh, Natalie I'm not Portman's sure, new I just film. Saw some, uh, I just saw some clips of that, and that thing is pretty impressive. Yeah. It is uh, director Alex Garland. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a. What are you doing? Ex Machina. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tessa okay. Thompson in this again, and Oscar Isaac. I didn't know they're they're both in this. That's yeah, a. That's it, a well, it, it's, it's quite it's a cast. Gonna pretty big, you know, you know, it could be, be. You know, what's going to be kicking around and we talk about Summer, Oscar Shape of Water. Shape yeah. of Water is going to be a huge that's Oscar gonna, film. That's going to be huge Oscar. Yeah. It's going to be best film like up there. I don't know if it'll win sure. it, but it'll be there. It, well, he won the Golden Globe for the directing, so it's usually a, a kind of a given. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty big. Okay, we're gonna go to change. Voters. We're gonna change genres now for number okay. three. Okay. It's only been four months since O.J. Simpson was released from prison. Oh my God! But he's already making plans for his return. Are you ready? Are you he's ready? making a movie. Yes. Oh, horse. He's making Naked a return gun. to the big screen. Naked Gun Naked 17. Naked Gun 4. Oh, my God. Really? No. no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it sounds so official. I mean, no. if I was him, that's how I would come out. Just fucking ridiculous comedy. Well, yeah, that's he, the only way he can make it. You're going to get your wish. Is he going to be on Saturday Night Live? Not, 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 a, ch- not a chance. <laughs> but comedian and prankster... Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh no! Has paid O.J. Simpson twenty thousand dollars to appear in his upcoming, yet to be announced film. A source said that Cohen wore a curly wig and thick glasses while meeting with Simpson in a Las Vegas hotel room. There's there's a joke here somewhere. O.J. would not even get in the hotel room until he paid him the the sack load the sack load of cash. <laughs> sack load of Oh, to come boy. into the hotel room. Where's this my is, sack load of now, cash? This is all by uh, reported by a source Steven. that reported to the Daily Mail. There was no way Sasha could have not got uh, <laughs> could have gotten OJ into the room until he paid him that cash in the bag. <laughs> hey, Stever, I want my sack load of cash as I walk out this door with a taco. Exactly. <laughs> I want my sack of tacos before I, I come taco. into your room to podcast. <laughs> to podcast. The Brown family is equally unhappy. Brown, that is amazing. Okay, so this is the controversy. The what Brown about the kids. The Brown family is equal, is very unhappy. Uh, Brown sister Tanya. The, no, Brown is the uh, of course yeah. the relative. Yeah. Nicole sure. Brown. Nicole yeah. Brown. Yeah. Uh, they expressed yeah. distaste for the alleged film, six. saying saying Nicole and Ron are two human beings uh-huh. who were brutally murdered. Right. This is not a joke, nor is it entertainment. Yep. If Sasha makes this comedic effort, his victims will be personified personified uh-huh. as a joke. Yeah. My question for you two is. Does OJ? Would you be in a room alone with OJ? No, I'm just never. Do you agree or disagree that a potential OJ appearance in a Sasha Cohen film is not funny and it will be in bad taste? It will be in bad taste, but I I believe they will make the movie because uh, Hollywood's narcissistic, crazy, psycho world that we live in, <laughs> with presidents going crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think they'll make the movie, but I don't think it'll be any good, and uh, it, people will boycott. So I much. also think. Sasha Baron Cohen is going to be making fun of OJ. Oh yeah, he will. So oh, yeah. so yeah. I mean he he's some pretty capacity, he's gonna Yeah, he always him. makes fun of like everything. Well, douchebags and like he picks like yeah, the low hanging fruit and uh-huh. he just he directs drills the comedy it. in the yeah. right direction. Yeah. Right. So like I mean Barack it won't it, it probably won't 
offend me. It's not going to be paying. He homage. won't offend it's, you, it's but not, it will offend most. Well, it's I don't know. Pay, but that's his comedy. It's not going to pay homage. It's not going to be paying tribute to O.J. Simpson. Right. No, it's going to be it, fucking it, it, making just, fun of him, which which is like, you know, like it's a one-off. Look, anyone, I get like the victims. I get it. I get it, but like, there's nothing cash. you can do. Like, it's all gonna offend you. Like, even talking about his trial, talking about anything. Right. But you know, like, it's like from mean, tragedy comes comedy. Like, uh-huh. uh, it doesn't bother me. I was I, kind of amazed no. that they would do that trial on TV. I mean, it cracked me up when I heard the story. Like, it just did just now when I heard the story about him not even wanting to come in the room until he gave <laughs> him. A give bag. me my point. That, that part bucks. alone is funny. right. That's true. Well, because of the hotel room stuff that yeah. went down with the guns and all yeah. that stuff. That's yeah. Right. yeah, no, that, that and that's oh, reality. That to me is funny. <laughs> it is. I mean, if that's in the and film, everybody else right. thinks it's funny too. If that's in the film, that's going to be pretty funny. Yeah. Right. It, you know, and he probably Sasha Baron Cohen. He probably filmed it. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, film it's him. Sure, it was used. OJ doesn't know who he is. Yeah. He's yeah. dressed up, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's fucking with them. Yeah, great. Which is what he does best. What Sasha Baron Cohen does best, and he's oh, getting. You're he's getting, saying that even when he went to the meeting, he knew he was going to meet somebody that was giving him twenty thousand dollars. He didn't know it was Barat. Well, well we don't know that because it's being quite under, hush hush. We don't know what the project so is. So it was probably a Barat type character it's that probably, was meeting with with OJ. It's a Barat. And type he, character. I'm coming because there's twenty thousand dollars cash. These gentlemen are talking about Borat. <laughs> If you you're know, wondering, he probably what's that? <laughs> Borat. Borat. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, Borat. Borat. Yeah. Borat. Well, yeah, we don't, we know it's that funny. he he probably he might have been told he's being going to be in an interview. Yeah, that, but it's going to pay. Well, 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 I mean, that that's what he does. Borat, Leg, yeah, Bruno. Yeah, Bruno. Like you know, he, that's what get he does. The cash first. I'm sure he signed something. They signed <laughs> yeah. a release. Uh, oh, they yeah. had to sign a release to say we can use whatever. That's what the money was for. Yeah, I don't sign releases for your show. Twenty thousand. I want a bag of money. I want, What's funny I want is, the, I want the Thunder Poppers uh, release form. It wasn't a check. Yeah. It wasn't a deposit direct to, a, to his account. It wasn't a money order. It's a bag of money. <laughs> it's a cash. Twenty thousand. Oh, really? OJ in a yeah. hotel yeah. with a bag. Walking out of the hotel yeah. with a bag, with a bag, of, bag oh, of money. I got that coin, boy. It's yeah. like deja vu again. It is. It's DJ vu. Fucking OJ. If the bag yeah. fits. You John must do the film. You must yeah. do the film. <laughs> if the money in the bag fits, yeah, yeah. you I'll must do. do the film. Now, where did you read? Is this on the internet? This is online. This is Daily Mail. God almighty. But it's on other websites right now, too. It's on, it's on the huh. dark web. So it's working. It's working its way around. <laughs> but, oh, man. But I cannot is, believe I, that. I, I'm, I'm so actually what am I disagreeing? What am I agreeing with? Well, it was going to be in bad taste. I agree that there is a movie going to be made. No, it's gonna happen. Sasha Baron Cohen doesn't give a shit if it's if they if the Browns. <laughs> as long as he gets no, he he. And he do you think it'll be well, boycotted the, because the, of the fact? I mean, this is I'm no. very excited about this because this is a big because Sasha Baron Cohen did Borat, yeah. Then he did Bruno with a little bit less success, and I think only the reason Bruno didn't do quite as well as Borat was because some people, mm-hmm. the homophobes of right. the world, couldn't handle the gay stuff in Bruno, right. Sure. Where the Borat is a heterosexual uh-huh. character right. that they could. Take the comedy. But he's also in Hugo, and he's also in, uh, you know, but Alice I, in Wonderland. Well, Borat so, was more established, he's, he's, too. He's, he's, well, well, and here's the thing. Like, Borat, like, yeah. he's playing the conservative character. asshole character. Yeah. Right. Where Bruno was playing a, a character that could be more seen as, like, 
the person who's usually the victim of like uh-huh. these yes, things. Yes, and he's so, brash. So instead of extremely flamboyant, instead, yeah, instead of being Borat, we're going like up to douchebags, being like, "Yeah, right, fuck the woman, like you know, fuck my sister," and like like talking all these things and getting them to agree with them, like, "Yeah, man, you're right, you're crazy." Like instead of that, it's like Bruno, and then people reacting to him negatively, right? right. And and then that's like. Like you're like, oh man, that just sucks, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like yeah. where it sucks but the other it funny? way, but is it's it funny. Though? But it's really mocking people. Because Bruno wow. is every Some bit people as people don't take it. Though. Bruno was every bit as funny as Borat. Sure, for just what for what it was, how effective it was, and what it was trying to do they as far as. But it was more like you said. It but didn't, it didn't. Bro- it didn't appeal to that. There's a certain audience it didn't right. appeal to. Ali G was like amazing though. The show. Oh him, yeah, yeah like him, his show and his character, like yeah. that's where it started. That's where it started was the LAG, yeah. His, yeah. And then he did a couple of films. He got into doing some comedies that was the scripted stuff, mm-hmm. and that just didn't. Then he went Talladega Nights. People got so used to yeah, seeing him off the cuff doing these mm-hmm. documentary style mockumentary comedies documentary. where things are real, the yeah. real shit's going on, right. and he's interacting with these people that uh-huh. for them it's real. And that you and can't. And then they get the bag of cash after the fact or beforehand, because you can't really ruin it no, by, by he, ruining he it. He got the bag of money. Yeah. But he what got the if OJ said, "I'm taking the money and running"? Yeah. I'm going to walk out. I'm not going to do the interview. I'm what are they going to do then? Well, then they got no film. He's stock. in breach of contract. Yeah. They'll, sue, they'll sue. They'll right, sue. Right. They'll sue him. But yeah. he can't walk out with that twenty thousand dollar bag. He can't walk out. Well, by the way, because of the civil suit He's and the money, the money that was never paid in that civil suit from the Brown family. Uh-huh. He, they're now the lawyers. Oh, they the Brown, want that. They want that cash. They want the sack of cash. Sure. Yeah. They're asking. So he has to go out the door, and he's handing it to them. <laughs> Which may be the reason why he want. They paid him in cash sure. was because OJ wanted under the table money right. that he didn't have to pay pay uh, off oh, in the lawsuit for the civil suit. Oh, because he owes a balance yeah, on the civil suit. Sure. And the lawyers are going to be right out that side of that door, looking for that sack of cash. Yeah, they got that sack. Yeah. Boy, that sack is going to become famous. Somebody could have just grabbed and run, too, yeah. on the street of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's a pickpocket dream. Right. It's to grab $20,000 no. from O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Not at the Mirage, where all the money is well, just a first Mirage. first of all, I don't think O.J. can run as well as he used to. Sure. <laughs> Back oh, he can't run like he does in airports. He's not the highest. He's not doing the airport <laughs> commercials. <laughs> I don't think his knees. I think I could outrun OJ now. What oh, do you, you, I mean, what do you, you think? Do you, you agree so. or disagree with How that? Maybe. Maybe. I haven't. I haven't really seen a picture of him. Yeah, he's, he's, do, he's, he's doing getting, some training in that prison. Yeah, but yeah. It's his knees bad. Now, yeah. how, how old are you now? <laughs> I think I can outrun OJ. <laughs> that wasn't the answer. I'm not telling you my age, but I think I could outrun OJ in 2018. I don't yeah. think I could run, outrun him. In, no, I think I could outrun him. Maybe. Okay, let's go on. Okay. The well, next the, one. Well, the go, the go on. God, you're going to have to cut that one. The go on Jesus is our Christ. thoughts and advice for your day. The closeout oh, okay. for this podcast. And in this closeout, I want everyone to, to that feel like that maybe that their, their dreams, what they want to do or what they want to be, yeah. what they're striving to do in life, might be just too difficult because someone told them that they weren't strong enough or tall enough or or mighty enough or that they couldn't run run outrun OJ Simpson and take his twenty thousand dollars away from him in the streets of Las Vegas and, and outrun him without the risk of getting stabbed. Now now by the way, if I get caught by OJ, I don't like that. That's not gonna be a good that's, I'm gonna get choked out and stabbed. So I don't want that. I don't want that. But here's my thought for you and thought and advice. It comes from none other than the great Christopher Reeve. When he was trying to get the role of Superman, 
in 1978. Tested, and none of them were right. They kept coming back to a young man they'd seen earlier in their search, Christopher Reeve. At first, they'd considered him too young and maybe even too skinny, but his mature calm made a continuing impact. I wore a big, bulky blue sweater because I thought, oh my God, I've got to look stronger, you know, and I knew I was skinny. I'd been sitting around, hadn't been exercising. I mean, I get out and play tennis and stuff, but I don't in any way do body stuff. So I got the biggest Shetland sweater I could find up in my attic and went to this audition with it and sat there sort of, you know, sort of trying to be, trying to look bigger, you know, and everything like that. And it was Ilya Salkin and Vic Donner who were the directors. And all they did, they put a pair of glasses on me and they sort of looked at me and said, you know, they was Mm -hmm. And we talked about New York and blah, 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 and nothing in particular, and I left. He got the part. But the problem remained, he was too slim. A padded uniform was prepared for him. But Christopher Reeve was determined to build up his own physique for real. The point is that when I started, I was a string bean, and Superman's not a string bean. So already, on this diet, I eat four times a day. Uh, I, tell you, I tell you, I'm on a high a meat diet, a protein diet. Uh, vitamin pills, nothing like steroids or anything like that, but um, I mean, I get to eat as much of as anything that I want, and it's, it's great, you know. The thing is that on this part particularly, you have to start from the outside and work in. You can, you can do all the interior work you want to do, and it's still it's not going to get you to Superman if you don't have the physical strength to go with it. The thing that happens is that the stronger I get, you know, and I'm still not all that strong, but I'm, I'm getting that, the stronger I get, the more it helps my mental attitude towards the part. What sets Superman apart is that he has the wisdom to use his power for good. He has all these powers, but he's got, he's got the kind of maturity, or he's got the innocence, really, to look at the world very, very simply. And that's what makes him so different. When he says, I'm here to fight for truth, justice, and the American way, you, everybody goes, <coughs> you know? But he's not kidding. There he is. Of course, he was trained by uh, the uh, Darth Vader, the guy that played Darth Vader. Look how Vader. big he got. Schwarzenegger. No, David Pr uh, David Prowse. Mm -hmm. Dave Prowse, the Darth Vader, the body yeah. that played the body of Darth Vader uh -huh. was his trainer. Cool. See, where, where's him? Okay, he's On the there. left? On the left, so after he trained, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's after they did this interview. Yeah. Wow, that's significant. Yeah, way bigger. Is he yeah. still the best Superman all, all time? Uh, or have we yeah. had a better Superman since then? Uh, I like him. He's, yeah, he's the best. He's Definitely the me. best Clark Kent. Well, yeah, I think it's the characterization too. I think in the script, as much as like uh, Henry, what's his name? Canville. Yeah, yeah, Canville. Yeah. He, he um he's so big, and I understand like Superman should be big. I got it. Right. But it's like, man, I almost feel like he's too big. Yeah. I almost feel like he's too big. You like you almost would relate to Superman more if he was more like if he's more like Christopher Reeves. Where he's like Christopher Reeves in that picture, mm -hmm. like yeah. he's he just so you know he's pretty big. He obviously works out, but he doesn't look like like uh, the other. You know, a lot of these guys they look like they're just juiced up, man. Well, it like, makes it easier for him to pull off both Clark Kent and Superman when he doesn't get too big. Because he can be in a suit. He can be a little meek and a little, like... Look a little meek when yeah. he needs to look a little meek. And then he can put on the tights and look yeah. ominous yeah. or superhero-like when he needs to look superhero-like. Yeah. Well, Paul... That's, a, that's the thing with all these superheroes. Mm -hmm. For me, it's, I, I like the first set of Batman. I like the first set of Superman. I like the 
first set of Spider- I actually enjoy, Spider-Man. You know, I yeah, have a Christian whole, Bale, Batman, I, I enjoy. That's to me, the best superhero trilogy of probably of all time is The Dark Knight. And the, yeah, the I, I don't like the third one, but yeah, the, the first two for sure. Yeah, and I actually like the third one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was great, great trilogy. Paul Nye, Kirkomatic. I want to thank you for your joining us. Yeah, thank you. In the Thunderpop Dome for episode 61, <laughs> The Saturation of Star Wars in 2018. And now, everybody have a great hour, month, day, second, millisecond. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's as well. 2018. May your hearts be merry. Or red and it's Christmas. and heart shaped, what, whatever it is, <laughs> cut out of things. cut out of a cardboard uh, piece of paper and given uh, some love. I chew, chew, choose you. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that Simpsons? Uh huh. Yeah. A, chew, choose, choose. I choose you <laughs> and you, Paul Nye and Crocomatic. Thank you. Uh, thanks, man. It was a lot hey, of fun. there you go. Take care. And Thunderpop is a Hit the Bricks production. Yeah. The, I hear the end of the... the, the, the...